Coinops McGillicuddy. Uh, I bought a pack of smokes yesterday, and at Seven Eleven, this guy busts in. Like he, he just like he's he's walking around, he's looking all over, and and I'm I'm checking out, and he goes, "Hey, where do you guys keep the papers?" And I point, it's like, "Yeah, we got the paper right there." And he's like, "That's the Washington Post. I want the Washington Times." <laughs> and he and he like runs out of the Seven Eleven all angry. And like I kind of left at the same time, and he was going to turn back and I guess get a drink or something. So we did that thing where we're like in front of each other, and like we're kind of I'm trying to move to the left, and he moves to my you know his right, and it's my left, and it, it's like we dance. And he's like really funny about it, and I'm just like, man, you seem like pretty cool. Why do you want to eat, like the moon you paid for? You know, like <laughs> he wears the just... beer. Wait, that's Bud Light. I, it just well, uh, yeah, he he just wants this newspaper endorsed by Bullet Messiah, right? And it's. Fucking DC living, man. Like it's just fucking. Yeah. It's not. It's like the DC metro area, and then there's like the surrounding Nova. I'm in Nova. It's still like yeah. You know, every time I've been there, it's it's weird. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and uh, I'm joined with uh, I'm here with Scum. Hello. Anything fun happen to you? Uh, nah. All right. Fair enough. I mean, you know, you're not obliged. And uh, you know, again, we were also here with Zero. Welcome back again, gentle listeners, and in response to our listener feedback, welcome also our rough listeners, uh, let it never be said that we're not inclusive, here at the Low Life Podcast. Uh, I'm feeling okay, I'm doing all right. I'm, um, as I think some of our listeners have noted, I have a new human that I'm responsible for, and uh, the first couple months of that can get your head really discombobulated in different places from lack of sleep and strange hours and things like that, yeah. um, mm-hmm. but at Seem to be never immune from from high amounts of weirdness. Uh, I was up at four thirty a.m. the other morning, Oof. trying to uh, calm my baby and get her to go back to sleep. And looking at the front door, I noticed there's somebody sitting in the streetlight underneath my house on the sidewalk, Whoa. just sitting there. No, very strange. Just this is like a, kind of a back silhouette. And uh, you know, as I'm sitting there burping the baby, trying to get her to go to sleep, straight up a unmarked black van out of squid game pulls up the woman stands up gets in the van takes off 4 30 a.m wow high weirdness in the suburbs my friends high weirdness Holy shit man yeah <sighs> that sounds about right for where you guys are i'm gonna start sitting outside under the street lamp man <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah no so we're, we're here today we got a really really fun episode but like, oh, before, yeah. before we get to the fun uh we're, we're gonna talk about a couple of things we're, we're bouncing off of twitter uh, just to be clear, like, yeah. they, I know we've mentioned it. I've kind of stuck around because it's kind of hard to leave. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I got uh-huh. like, getting David Simon doing the dozens on fucking morons when he blocks them is so fun. <laughs> you know, drill still a hoot every now and again. There's all the folks that we've met from like Cyberpunk Day and oh, all absolutely. the writers and stuff that we're like friends with that are all on there. But we have all their you know email addresses. Uh, we're mentioning this because like by the time you hear this, Twitter will probably be gone. However, <laughs> what you can do is just look us up on RSS, scroll down a couple. We got links. Go find us in the Discord. That's where yeah. we're having a lot more fun. And if you're um, on Twitter, uh, just message Neon Dystopia at Neon Dystopia if you want us to stay in contact. Or like, like Gordops just said, seek us out on our Discords. Yeah. Or if there's anything you really want to like, you know, maybe you don't dig Discord, hit us up real quick on the message thing. I'm going to leave the uh, Neon Dystopia Twitter open for probably a little while because just because i'm morbidly curious as to how this will implode and we still but, are on the, the geriatric social media the yeah, we are the, the instas the facebooks uh in a drunken stupor scum suggested we start a tiktok so we're we're, we're thinking about <laughs> we're thinking about that did we pull the trigger on that one 
We don't know yet. I'm sorry. We're, we're not going to make any promises we can't, you know, keep with that. But oh, uh, I was tripping the life. Fantastic, my guys. Turns out, uh, if you go to at CoinOps on Hive, I'm there. I don't know how I, I must have been really high that day, or I was just like, oh yeah, it was like, like yeah. right when when Musk like joined it. There was some guest that was on a podcast I was listening to that said Hive, and I was like, I'll check that out. Also, incidentally, uh, apparently Chuck D from Public Enemy has started a social network thing that he's like promoting all over fucking. Huh. Twitter. I think it's it's called like it's like Bring the Noise. It's like an app called Bring the Noise. And I'm looking. I'm, I'm seriously looking into it. <laughs> well, that's a lot more exciting than Tucker Carlson sitting down with Ice Cube. I'll tell you that. Ugh. That makes me sad. I'm that's like, upsetting. Sir, are you aware of your discography? I mean, <laughs> Ugh, you have to bring that up. Man? I feel gross now. So yeah, so that's the Twitter thing. And now, yeah, here's here's a news item. And I was just informed of this literally about, I'd say, half hour, 45 minutes ago. Um, my dear, dear friend, Agent 11, um, texted me, holy shit, Trump's legal defense fund website got hacked on Friday and still isn't fixed, comma, LMAO. They even, they even left the button to donate to the fund, but changed the link to go to the NAACP legal defense fund <sighs> donation page. <sighs> Round of applause. That oh, is, I'm not done. Jeff's but kiss. there's more. Um, <laughs> and oh, it, that's so good. And if you click on his name at the bottom, it goes to a broadcast of one of the election interference hearings. This is fucking gold. Three <laughs> crying emojis. <laughs> and it's true. I did. I, lo- I looked at it and it is all fucked up. Like if you go to like Patriot Legal Defense, it's all fucked up. It's like every time you know, cover it, it has it, like at the top, it has the, yeah, Trump, yeah, yeah. you know, 2024 and it just goes, Hey, in a big red line through it. And it says, do not support Donald Trump's fraudulent Patriot legal defense. Fund. Like you can tell where they inserted text through this thing. <laughs> oh, in a, in our country, everyone has to follow the rules, no matter who they are. Our constitution, the big rule book of our nation says that we're all equal. Nobody gets special treatment. Hmm. I want to talk a bit about lying. A lie is when someone doesn't tell the truth on purpose. It's like saying you ate an apple when you really ate a cookie. Lying is bad because it breaks trust. Imagine if your friends didn't believe you anymore because you lied a lot. In some cases, like when people lie to the courts of the police, it's not just bad, it's a crime. This is a fucking riot. <laughs> and like this goes on for a, a minute. You can scroll for a second, but yeah, down at the bottom, it's like the at real not Donald Trump legal defense fund, the ACLU, the Brennan Center for Justice, and Rock the Vote. And then like, yeah, like down at the bottom, if you click on like a, the 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 hyperlink at the very bottom, his highlighted blue name, it takes you to this YouTube link that is straight up how Georgia officials defended the election from Trump on PBS <laughs> NewsHour. It's, it's like it's oh, it's beautiful. I'm so, oh, I'm so glad because every you time know, we talk about hacks, right? They're usually like shitty yeah, or yeah. malicious right? and kind of just uncreative. But there are selfless heroes out there. There are. Like we got one, we got a good one for the year. You know, that's that. I needed that. I, yes. you know, I'm just saying, I was so glad to hear that. I, I've actually been taking a news break just to retain mm-hmm. some level of sanity, and uh, oh, yeah. it's yeah. good to hear stuff like that. Though. Oh yeah, every everything is wild. Did you see that in the Washington Times? <laughs> no gosh darn it i'm gonna go to another convenience store and look for it this paper that is available for free at almost any metro stop if you would use public transportation do know that sir um <laughs> Boston, yeah. just go to the Boston metro fucking there's like three of those things right over there where the onion used to be <laughs> uh, anyhow friends listeners buds in the in the in the, in the discord or, or the, the chat uh here right now 
we, we are about to embark upon a cinematic journey <laughs> that has parallels to movies that not are they're not apparent you know like at first glance you know um, better films yeah, nah, well some are parallel yeah but uh and and what a cast and what oh. what, what great deliveries of certain lines and uh you gotta love any movie where the first line is spoken by tom waits like it's just yeah so what are we what are we what are we see scum you picked this right i did it i did yeah i all right so exposed all of you to this what are we we watching there are way too many parallels to one of the first movies we covered yes right now because you know we don't normally cover superhero movies Eighty thousand volts kind of jarred that a little bit for me so i decided to re-examine a movie i remember from my childhood that does have some real sci-fi cyberpunky elements to it which is mystery men we're we're talking about the movie mystery men mystery men (sighs) what can be said about this (laughs) yeah well, I mean, the first thing we got to mention is that this is a comic book movie. This is like based is. on there are two characters that were in uh, Flaming Carrot, I believe. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yes. It was like Dark Horse Comics, Flaming Carrot. It was uh, kind of like a, a tick like vehicle uh, yeah. from Dark Horse yeah. Comics, a little more underground than the tick was. Yes. Yeah. Which would have made this movie like infinitely better. Well, in fact, I do believe that uh, Captain Amazing was supposed to be in the original script, Flaming Carrot, but they were like, we can't pull this off. Hmm. That's like, a we just we just can't pull this off. That could have been Homelander before Homelander. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah. Seriously, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about the same character. Uh, very much is old. Yeah, we'll. T- I really like that actor who played him. Honestly, um, so let's get into it. Let's get into it. You know, podcast speak. So uh, this movie came out in 1999. <laughs> debuted in 1999. It was uh, <laughs> released to theaters. Uh, they kind of held it back because they wanted it to do this big opening weekend, and they didn't want it to open against Blair Witch. Ooh, um, yeah. Ooh, I didn't even think of that. And from the start, there was like, there's so many problems with just the the release and the way. I remember uh, being a you know a fan of films. Uh, the uh, previews and stuff for this movie came out, and I was not impressed. They build it as like right. a superhero movie. Yeah. It, it looked like more of. Uh, Batman and Robin, like the the Clooney Batman. It looked like that, but done large with these big casts. Mm-hmm. They didn't really build it as a comedy. They built it as an action movie. Mm-hmm. They didn't make it clear that it was like a parody, a put-up of the genre. And mm-hmm. it was very bad publicity, very bad marketing for this in the beginning. And as this is, someone who had lived through it. As someone who was more conscious than I was, because I was still crotch-spawned in 1999. And I was um, probably 22 at the time. Let me just... Yeah, yeah I was born in 21, 22, I was, I was in college. I was barely conscious. I but, was taking LSD. <laughs> <laughs> going to raves this one this one <laughs> yeah. was, like i was aware of this but i don't remember anything about it yeah. like until i saw it on vhs or something you know what i mean like, uh, is this before like the parody movie really took off no no because like that that goes way back okay that goes way back i mean airplane yeah you know, let's see quest like, came out around the same time but yes. quest definitely advertised itself as like a put-up as like taking the piss out of the genre and that was mm-hmm. fun this it turned out to be actually one that. of the best fucking Star Trek movies. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Agreed. Yeah, but, when this came out, I was like, oh boy, it's a movie. And uh, just just didn't do anything for me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, there were some jokes even today where I'm like, ah. Yeah, yeah a couple of them don't land. And it was PG-13, so there's not like they couldn't do a lot of other stuff that they could have done precisely. Precisely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, would you guys say like this would have benefited from a harder rating? I no. thought so. No, I think if they had leaned more into the fact that they couldn't, 
because like a, a lot of the joke or the goofy weapons that like mm-hmm. you know tom waits comes up with that mm-hmm. are supposed they're supposed to be non-lethal there's a lot of comedy that like could be mined from that now swearing that could have helped a little yeah like oh, yeah. except you know because it would have set a contrast against you know the fucking blue raja you know like <laughs> instead of him making all these like fork based puns in place <laughs> of it it could have been like all these other you know fucking dicks and yeah. then this guy's like <laughs> mother wouldn't like that kind of thing you know he could have been a really funny character honestly yeah so i mean there's, there's like, a there's a, it had like a little more boys in it i see what you're saying though a little, little like yeah a little bit just a little but also like taking a step back this came out at, at, at a really weird time for both comic book genre and i think for comic book movies because mm-hmm. um like the, the the year before blade came out there's a big step in, in marvel's development mm-hmm. before exactly. that we had everything's development yeah, before that we had like a couple Batman reboots, uh, mm-hmm. and it's, but this uh, still really wasn't like the cinema scope of comic book movies that were subjected slash available to us mm-hmm. today. Right, uh, so it was a different a time. Yeah. And yeah, I think maybe nowadays when a lot of these stories are kind of getting more spotlight, like uh, the Watchmen gets a film adaptation, the Boys, these kind of mm-hmm. you know examining what it really means to be a superhero, which is my most favorite kind of aspect of superhero stuff. I was never really big into superheroes as a kid. Mm. This is the first kind of take on that, the first experimentation in that direction, uh, at least for superheroes directly. Yeah. And yeah. I, you know, man, like, yeah, I was a kid. I got comic books. I go up to the fucking, you know, Gray's drugstore and like go to the rack and like pull a bunch of shit off. And, you know, I'd read those things and I was into it. And then eventually it just got to a point where I was like, Do these stories ever end because, you know, <laughs> It's well, eventually, what they did was you know, they'd get into those like summer events, crossovers. I really liked annuals because you'd get like a hundred pages and it'd be like some side story and it was self contained. And I really enjoyed that. There was a beginning and a middle and an end and stuff like mm-hmm. that. The thing that kind of pulled me out of comics was when they weren't doing arcs, you know, like and then eventually they started doing arcs and then those arcs were like a three month event or like a limited series, like uh, you know, Secret Wars, yeah, or something, where it'd be 12 think- or 14 issues or Crisis on Infinite Earths. This is another really good one, but like then that turned into the summer event where it would be three months of that with multiple comics. So you'd have to buy all of the X Men and X Men affiliated comics to get the full story, mm-hmm. and Com- then that turned yeah. into a year long event, yeah, and then we got the term fridging the wife. <laughs> because of like identity crisis which went through so many fucking different like it's you, you needed to have like a 500 dollars just to have the series and it's like well, it, it's like well, well don't work well it's like what we have now for marvel movies they took the worst parts of that and added mm-hmm. it to cinema as opposed mm-hmm. to this era where your movie was kind of self-contained unless they made a sequel yeah. i guess right yeah you're like you're, you weren't they weren't building cinematic fucking universes yeah they, they yeah that wasn't even conceived and it's it's not a thing that you can just do like Marvel could because they have like twelve thousand characters, you know. There's a yeah. lot of and the other thing too is uh, going back to just like reading comics in general. Like I was much more into like if a writer was handling something. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I wasn't a big Superman fan, but Superman for all seasons is fantastic. That's a yeah. great piece of writing. Um, I don't Red like Sun. everything Batman ever did. Oh yeah, Red Sun, Red the Elseworlds stuff uh... was really cool. I've, I'm, uh, I, Batman I'm, the Cult was fucking awesome. Yeah, it's another Arkham one. Asylum, uh, yeah. Long Halloween. Like these self-contained stories are definitely because you know they usually end, like you yeah. said, like they have a beginning, middle, and end. But when it's it like let's say Mystery Man, at least it ends. You know, no one's ever mm-hmm. trying to resurrect it or make a sequel. Which right. well, oddly enough, I feel this might benefit from a sequel. Yeah, not if, even a reboot. That's I mean, a, a legitimate sequel. Yeah. That's, 
it's very strange because at the time, you know, they just, the, again, the, you know, properties like the tick, which were aimed more for younger audiences were doing well. And it yeah. seems like this was trying to bridge that gap, but they, mm -hmm. just, they did not connect with the, the populace right. on a whole. Well, yeah. Cause there were those uh, like old comics like you're yeah, talking exactly. about. Yeah. Like, and if they had marketed to like that bracket of the, of the pub public, they probably would have done a lot better. I think, um, this That's, was an yeah. expensive movie to make. I think they put mm -hmm. sixty-eight million into it. They barely made back thirty-three. It does you know not. It, it doesn't I, show I, really. I, I was going to disagree. I was going to say like actually a lot of it does show, because like, well, the special effects aren't great, but there aren't many of them, and what they are doing is just making a mess. Like we're talking about a you mm -hmm. know tornado in a can, you know, and it. And it's extremely Honestly, detailed sets, and there's yeah, digital effects, there's practical it. effects. The costumes like, are fantastic. The mm, equipment is fantastic. Yeah. Like, there's, look, whoever did set design, makeup, costumes. The miniatures. I actually comment on yeah. that. Like, the miniatures in this movie are beautiful. Mm. They have some fantastic, like, physical, like, uh, you know, like, practical explosions. Yeah. You know, and, and they do. I, I wish we would have seen like more of the world because the world is so cool looking. But Me like too. the world's weird. Like yeah, they I don't give know you what enough to let you know it's there. Yeah, yeah. that's one thing, excellent thing that they do for the the background design, the set design, everything. It's just whatever is going on in this world. Like you get a really good sense of it from the stuff that they show. It's really yeah. pretty to watch. Yeah, very similar, like you said, to um, Super Mario Brothers in that way. That just yes. like what's presented to you. Well, that's the um, first big parallel is how much this really reminded me of that early on. Besides like the, the lighting and some of the camera technique, just like it, it almost seems like it could be uh, in the same sort of world. Mm -hmm. yeah. I feel that. Also, mm -hmm. the other parallel eh, parallel is the director of the Super Mario Brothers movie. It was their only movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> guess what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this director, uh, Kitka, oh, what's the name? Usher. Usher. Inka Usher. And um, it's another strange thing that they picked this guy for a $68 million movie with a star-studded cast because he'd never done a movie before. Right. Hmm. Yeah, he, he was he, a he, professional he, commercial director. Right. What, what did he do? Yeah, like Nissan commercials. Honest Amazing. to God. Amazing. And, and here was the thing. Like, there was even a moment on set where I think he was talking to Hank Azaria where he's like, yeah, I want it done on this shit. Like this is it. I'm going. I want to go back to the 60 second well, shit. This oh, I think this movie broke him. We'll all remember him best from the Got Milk campaign. Yeah, from uh, the Taco Bell Chalupa wow. Chihuahua campaign. That's right. So, That's I mean, right. he's making mm, money yeah. in the commercial zone at the time, and this is his first foray into film. Y'all don't understand that Chihuahua. He <laughs> ruled like, the world. That that was bigger than Spuds McKenzie. Yeah. Like it, I mean, Yo Quiero yeah. Taco Bell was everywhere. Yes. Like people learned Spanish when that ad came out. Yes, absolutely. Whether they wanted to or not, like you were, yeah, you suddenly knew Yo Quiero Taco Bell. Like, yeah, the fucking just, dog ruled the world. <laughs> I can't even describe to you how, oh, man, people under a certain age are just not going to understand what it was like. <laughs> That's all right. Let's get back to tell people the same thing with the uh, aside here, the, the Quiznos subs commercial. Those were mm -hmm. insane. You had to be like smoking ice. To make some commercials like that. Oh yeah, but they're oh god, what's that band? Um, they have a song called "Lightsaber Cocksucking Blues." And, Not familiar. Uh, McCluskey. So there's a McCluskey video for "Lightsaber Cocksucking Blues" that is exactly that Quiznos ad. It's just like the band or these like kittens that are playing instruments and they have the human teeth, and it's just this minute and fifteen second punk song where they're just screaming at you about. I'm aching from fucking too much, which is like really funny because nothing about this song makes it sound like this guy knows what he's doing. You know, like it's, it's very 
funny. It's a very funny track. Well, unlike that video. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of commercial <laughs> directors, video directors that get that same sort of, you know, vibe from that type of work. Mm-hmm. But when you yeah. extrapolate it into a two-hour movie, it can become problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, he yeah. did not want to be seen as just making a two-hour commercial. So I think when he got the, I read that when he got the script, he thought it was kind of boring at first. And a big way to yeah. kind of fix that was letting a lot of the excellent comedic uh, um, cast ad-lib a lot of stuff. Mm, it ran its own problems later. But I mean, yeah. as far as cast members, I think we haven't even listed them all, at least the big names. We talked about Tom Waits, talked about Ben Stiller, uh, Greg Kinnear's in this, mm-hmm. uh, you know, William H. Macy's in this, uh, Jeffrey Rush. Garofalo. Yeah. Jimmy uh, Garofalo, whom is just amazing in this. Uh, Pee Wee Herman, rest in power. <laughs> oh, buddy. Yeah. Uh, Lena Olin, who yeah, just, yeah, uh, which completely well, squandered. Yeah, we're gonna get, we're gonna talk, we're gonna get to that. Don't worry. Completely Hank Azaria, uh, Eddie Izzard, Eddie Izzard. Oh, oh, also oh, oh, also, also squandered in my opinion. We'll get to it. And uh, convicted felon. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Um. So you know how uh, Eddie Izzard plays Tony P. Yes. Well, Tony C. is played by uh, Praz Michelle. From the Fugees. Yeah, that's right. And he's yeah. just been convicted in a foreign influence case where he faces up to 20 years in prison for, um, let's see, let me look at this. Uh, Grammy uh, winning musician Praz uh, Michel has been convicted in a federal court in Washington, D.C. on 10 counts related to charges that include conspiracy, witness tampering, and failing to register as an agent of China. Wow. Wow. It, uh, it was a case that spanned wow. actions on two continents and multiple countries, a star-studded fuck? witness list, foreign intrigue, and both domestic and international influence peddling. Um, it wasn't before he's going to be a refugee pretty soon. Well, that's the funny thing is the very next year, uh, the score came out by the Fugees, which is like <laughs> iconic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this cat of the three Fugees. He seemed like the most put together. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. It's like Wyclef's a little... China felt the same way. Man. Well, someone I don't think is a Chinese spy. Uh, Wes Study, who played the Sphinx. Oh, so good. Uh, extremely, Fantastic. Extreme waste so of talent. Uh, <clears throat> Kel Mitchell, who I thought was very good. Actually. Yeah! Uh, Peter and Kel, he was great. Invisible boy. Yeah, but he was really good. Um, um, man, yeah. I, I, there's a scene that I absolutely loved. With yeah. <laughs> and uh, oddly enough, who was not dressed as a vampire, Doug Jones. Yeah. No. Mm. Yeah, he, who, he plays, uh, what, Eraserhead? Yeah, he plays uh, the uh, Pencilhead. Pencilhead, but he fucks up and calls himself. Yeah, he's supposed to be Pencilhead, but he calls himself Pencil Man. Yeah, and then his son goes, oh, "Now Pencil Boy." Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot. He's of that. supposed to be like Pencilhead Junior. Also, uh, yeah, Dane Cook plays the Waffler in a uh, weird cameo. Was, it's a weird. cameo. That was it. Was weird. really dumb. That was weird. Yeah, that it was, was like, before anybody knew who he, he was. Though he was but like he completely unknown this list time. for it. <laughs> like I give everyone him, I give looks, points. Um, looks so tired. Like I think that they legitimately just look tired while he's doing. And uh, also, uh, in a really fun little side cameo to uh, Michael Bay. That's yeah. right. Michael Bay plays one of the frat boys as uh, along with <laughs> Headbangers Ball Zones, Ricky Rackman. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't find him. I fucking kept pausing. I was like, which one is he? Because I thought he had black spiky hair. He must have had yeah. blonde spiky hair or something. I couldn't really tell. Um, it's funny too, because I want to talk about later how maybe this could have worked on MTV with that kind of cast. It could have been a cool series. It could have been a really cool series. <laughs> you know like, what? You know what this would have worked as mm. one of them like weird late night Adult Swim shows. Yeah, yeah that's the vibe I got. Honestly, <laughs> like, you know, not not quite Loiter Squad, not quite Aqua Teen. You know, like somewhere like closer to say Venture Brothers. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. not as great by any search. Nothing is, but no, like nothing. No. Um, 
close. You know, this could have worked if it had a little bit more time yeah. to stew and cook. So let's enter the plot, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> enter the plot. 24 oh. minutes into the podcast. Why not? Open. Gotham City. Uh, Champion City, excuse me. Close enough. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, oddly enough, same props from Gotham City while we're talking <laughs> about it. That's why it looks a yeah. lot like Gotham City. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It, it shows. And I love this opening shot because this is kind of the... Sh- it's almost like we're doing this film because of the shot because mm-hmm. this city looks so unlike anything else you see in the film. There's archaeologies. There's impossibly big towers. Yeah, it's like a megalopolis. Yeah, like there's airships. Like airships. Many blimps, yeah. <laughs> so many blimps. Huge airships. Impossibly big statues. Crazy high freeways and shit. Like, it looks in the city. Yeah, it looks incredible. And then we zoom in on all things into an old folks party. Okay, oh, the weirdest God. old folks home you've ever seen. Because yes. I, I had to rewatch it a couple times to get what it was. This <laughs> is opening, nuts. It's the nuts. Opening, the first thing you see are a bunch of these old ladies dressed like Carmen Miranda being dancing and being circled by people on motorized scooters. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's surreal. Like, it's that's where our, the yeah. best way I, I found to describe it is Pee Wee Herman's geriatric high rise. Basically, yeah. oh Pee-wee fuck, again. that's what it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This this would be a moment where you'd be like, man, these edibles are hitting, and you didn't take any. <laughs> it's like it would make you question, like, what is this film? Right. What What are we doing? What it's it's like, no, it went yeah. from Blade Runner to what the fuck? It's you know, like, a, like yes. campy Cirque du Soleil. You got people dancing. You got like a band, a huge uh, big band with a uh, dude with electro strapped <laughs> to his brain. And then you got Tom Waits sitting on a couch hitting on this old lady trying to give her a piece of candy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I liked in the entire time. We'll get to his name. His name is Heller. We will not refer to him as such because I choose to believe this is actually just Tom Waits. This is just Tom Waits. He's this Tom Waits how, for this entire movie. Yeah, yeah, this is how he lives his life. You know, when when he when he he tests the grenade later in the movie and he he yells fire in the hole. It's the most Tom yeah. Waits moment ever. Like, I remember thinking like this, and finally answers the question of what's he building in there? Yeah, now we know. <laughs> how did Earth die screaming? <laughs> Here. <laughs> So it's this impossible old folks party, and they're about to sing until a gang of under high, under wait, high. Wait, just gang- one, one last, sorry, oh, one detail that I thought was beautiful. If you look closely, the bar is all pills. Mm-hmm. It's a pharmacy bar. Mm-hmm. There's no booze. It's all pills. Yeah, it's pretty uh, great. See, that would have been an incredible shot to like draw more attention to. There's just so much there. Yeah, you that, really that have to watch been the it. rated R. There's so like, much. Yeah. That's you know, like a lesser director might not have been able to. I would have liked to have seen like, oh, give me the usual Jimmy. And he just like, you know, slugs down some pills. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, it, some Cialis and a fucking boner pill. Is like, yeah, you know, it's laxatives, you know, like it would have been incredible. Like that would have been the shot I would want to see in this place. That if it was a different film or a series, we would spend some time in the pharmacology bar. Bartender, I've had this boner for four hours. <laughs> See, we're already punching the script up. Um, yeah, it's good. We're gonna just do it the entire time because there's mm-hmm. so there's so many weight. There's so much wasted. Uh, uh, so a gang from Necromunda Underhive show up. <laughs> they do look like that, don't they? Uh, and they're the led by Artie Lang. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I would want it no other way. It's amazing. Oh, uh, the red eyes crash the party, uh, uh, and they just rob old folks of their dentures and their. Prosthesis and uh, watches. The prosthetic and... arm that has an entire bit, like yeah. that goes throughout the scene. Yeah, it was they're weird. Gold teeth. They're like they're robbing people of their medals, their jewelry, fake eye. You got pops his eye out. Yeah, there's an eye in there too. Yeah, it gets it gets gross. 
Yeah, it gets uh, interesting. They throw the prosthetic arm into like the chandelier and it sticks. Yeah. Uh, then, God, you get a superhero montage intro for the lamest superheroes in existence. And then we see our heroes. Yep. It's, oh, it's so good. And they're all, they all deliver uh, this opening line like they've been practicing, practicing it in the mirror for a week. Each of them has their own uh, <laughs> little shtick. We get the Blue Raja. <clears throat> Who's not? Who is not at all in any way, shape, or form. Uh, the Shoveler, who's definitely the Captain America of this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, who I actually like. I like I, the Shoveler. I, I love William H. Macy. I love him. He's so great. Uh, yeah, he, he's Bonnie the Whiz Kid in Magnolia. He's won me over forever. He's very lovable in this film. I, uh-huh. I do I do really like him in this. Uh, and Mr. Furious, um, a man <laughs> who is so impotent and incapable of finding real rage. Impotent <laughs> with he, rage, exactly. He really, really believes in uh ethics and games journalism <laughs> yeah he he's he's like literally like he pre presaged all of this like insult yes <laughs> like it's just this like, yes absolutely oh my god his first freak out like oh my god it's he can't fight no none of them can, he like, doesn't sh- even dent the car like it's like, we'll get we'll get yeah it, yeah we'll, 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 we'll get to he that made, he made it's it smoke brilliant. but no like, in this case we, we really got to say a lot about ben stiller's performance in this like he really so fucking goes for the it. character is supposed to his power is supposed to be his boundless rage and in the yeah. comic book apparently he was he was just always raging and always angry just over the top angry he kind of plays it like this sort of like i wish i could be in touch with my rage but yeah it's funny because he, he took this part because he didn't want to be typecast as like originally for this movie. First of all, he was offered to direct. Second of all, he was offered the part of the Blue Raja. He didn't want to take the Blue Raja part because he thought it was another like kind of wimpy dude part like he'd been taking. He didn't want to be typecast. But right. he just kind of plays this raging superhero like a wimpy dude who wishes he was a superhero. And he was good. Like, I think he was yeah. really good in this film. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, he right. I, don't, I don't normally like him in films. I think yes. he's a better director, oddly enough. Yeah. I'll be honest. I do. It depends on yeah. the movie. It really does. Like if you've never seen uh, Permanent Midnight, I would say check yes, that the fuck out. That is one of his better he, films. Yeah, because he's playing like the writer of Alf as he's getting addicted to fucking heroin. <laughs> and there's this scene where him and his buddy are like running full steam at an eight floor <laughs> glass window. Yeah, like just running into it and like jumping onto it, and it's terrifying. Like to this day, that thing, of all the stunts I've ever seen in my life, I'm looking at that one like that's unnecessary. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he, but no, he's, he's good. Like he's, yeah, he is. I, I like him. And also, let's say, hey, he, he's like, he, he did a Severance. And I don't know if you've seen that, but yeah, that's fucking that's dope true. as shit. That's yeah. true. Yeah, but he, he's done some goofy movies. He, he did the whole, like, uh, you know, he, he got De Niro to say, uh, I have nipples, could you milk me in a movie? So, like, <laughs> that's true. You got good mm-hmm. points. Got good you know points. what? I do like him as a lender. <clears throat> yes, yes I do really, like, I actually really, really funny like, in that too. I actually, I like, I like Dodgeball. <laughs> Yeah, I, and, you know, it, I don't go back and watch it a lot. Yeah, I, saw it. I thought it was funny. You, Fuck, know? you just made me realize that I am a Ben Stiller fan. Fuck, yeah, he's fine. Yeah, he's he's fine. I, you know, it's fine. He's just... Tro- Tropic Thunder didn't age well, but like, uh, that did but not he, age. He it did not in, age at the time well. He comes no. in with his one liner, and he's dressed head to toe in, in black worn leathers. And I'll yep. say it now because uh, you know, um, West Studio says it later, and it's one of the best lines of the movie. He dresses in the manner of a male prostitute. Uh, <laughs> it's the best line of the fucking movie. The blue Raja comes no, in. I and will see that. <laughs> blue Raja comes in. He looks like he's wearing grandma's sofa, which I think he kind of is. It's oh, a yeah. weird, weird racism that, like, it's it's strange. She has like a turban and like no, he's he wearing... voice Apu. 
Yeah. But at the same time, at least he didn't like put makeup on for this role. Yeah. And he, actually, a huge plot point of his character is the fact that he is faking it. He's just yeah, faking being about a British guy. Yeah. A yeah. British colonial like dipshit. Yeah. That is well, true. No, if you know your British history, you know, like, you know, he gets into that a bunch, which is kind of like, it doesn't justify it, it doesn't but make, at the same time, yeah. it's like that's the character. The joke is how bad this is. Right. And, and Shoveler is like blue-collar Captain America. He's yeah. like a, a miner's got, hat on. He's got great. catcher's gear. He's got and a wife and kids. William H. Macy, he doesn't give a shit if he's in a Coen Brothers movie or an extended Taco Bell commercial, which this looks like sometimes. He brings it. I mean, like, he, he does. does it. He is on board for it. He, he, oh, def- he, get, he definitely gets, gets across a very earnest, plain man with a dream who, oddly enough, knows how to fight better than Mr. Captain Furious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, well, he's also swinging his big ass He shovel. also has a fucking shovel, yes. Well, there's this really cute moment when they, like, he goes home and his wife's there. I love his wife. She's so fucking good. Oh, well, oh my God. That, that's, one of, that's one of the better scenes in the movie, too. There's This movie is admittedly too long. It's two hours and some. There's so a lot long. of stuff that actually ended up on the cutting room floor that, having viewed it, probably should have stayed in the movie. And then there's some stuff that should have been cut that I don't know why it stayed. But yes. I'll say this, though. I didn't think it dragged. Like, it's a quick, brisk two hours. It's funny because of what you uh, expect. Well, what you think is going to happen in a, a superhero movie is like they it's have a little their first battle and they get their ass kicked and in this one it goes the other way they have their first battle and they call it a victory and it's like they do these things where they stop and they come back and then they're like ah they got their ass kicked or hey this didn't work Damn. out right and we, we fucked up and now we got to come back again but yeah. there's the structure that we would come to know in a superhero film isn't present here yeah it's a bunch of vignettes yeah and it i, I think it kind of works because it's breezy and and also to for off the top, we're trying to get everything in here, but the camera angles are amazing. There's a lot of high yeah, and low angles are. where you're looking up at people. There's a lot of wide angles where you're just seeing like someone's face close up. It looks a lot like comic book panels, so they brought that mm-hmm. across really well. Like it's pretty a, well shot. Yeah, his work on commercials really work. served him well in that. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, yes. definitely. So then the fucking Homelander, uh, Captain Amazing, shows up. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I love him. I love this actor. Greg yeah, Kinnear. Greg Kinnear is great. He's really good in this role. Uh, he was Homelander basically before Home, a less psychopathic Homelander, but still uh, an asshole. Before the break. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, he crashes through the fucking skylight and uh, kicks uh, ga- the gang's ass. Whoops, everybody's has, ass in a, in, a, in a corporate blink of an sponsoring. Eye. He looks like a race car. Yes. Oh, the, He's the, a NASCAR driver. Yes. Like, the gang who just handed our ineffectual heroes their asses yes. uh gets kicked gets their asses kicked in less than 10 seconds by captain amazing mm-hmm. uh who like you said head to toe leather outfit like a race car driver yeah branded silver, up and down silver on his boots and fists mm-hmm. like a rocket pack he, he yeah, looks, like a chest logo with an a on it or something yeah. <laughs> it looks like yeah. a hood ornament for his for his oh own my brand. god it does Look, he's got like some of the ads or rayovac yeah rayovac uh, jiffy lube there's pepsi pepsi there's a star pepsi? sponsor Yo, there's a, there were a couple of other. I'm wondering how many of these like is Rayovac even a company anymore? Do they still even make batteries? Mm, that's a good question. Know. That's a, because that, that'd be really yeah. funny. It'd be like a couple of these companies didn't exist, like Reebok's on there, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think Rayovac even exists. I haven't heard that name in a long time. Yeah, I only see like Energizer and Duracell anywhere and, anymore. And I'll say for the first like five to ten minutes that this guy's on the screen, everything you need to know about his character is yes. real. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Fucking publicist just walks through, like, over yeah. the gang members. Is like, good job, Captain Amazing. I was going to hand him a towel, you know, <laughs> as if it was all set up. Right. You know? 
and they're they're walking off and like you know the nerds are like oh we should go talk to him you know <laughs> right right they stop greg kinnear and greg kinnear's like oh well we'll we'll come back to see you guys later and like and it's like no 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 <laughs> we're superheroes and they look at him like oh you guys are uh <laughs> you're superheroes okay right keep up the yeah. good work <laughs> right yeah, and, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah and, and you know ben stiller hates it <laughs> yeah you know, he's like, fuck that guy. He's making fun of you. And, you know, Shoveler, you know, William H. Mays, he's like, no, no, man. Like, he's, he's, he supports us. They it's think like, he's sincere. The yeah. Shoveler has a good heart. He thinks he's being oh. sincere. Greg Kinnear's a jerk. Right. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, Captain he is. Mason's he's a jerk. such well, an asshole. Oh, oh, what, you know, this doesn't happen yet. This doesn't happen yet. I'll, I'll wait. But, like, okay. um, so, so he just, like, leaves and he gets in the car with his agent. Oh, that yeah, hasn't happened. Oh, yeah, wait on yeah, that. Yeah. We still no, have no, to no. introduce Dr. Heller. Yes. Who's uh, in this place, too. Quote, I got what you need. I'm here for the ladies. Man. Yeah. Uh, Another one where they're like, oh, we'll come back and see you again soon. He's like, no, no, no. I don't live here. I'm here Dr. Heller is, is Tom Waits, man. It's just Waits. Yeah, it, it really is. And look, I, I love Tom Waits in, like, Dead Man. He's great. I love him in uh, Down by Law. You know, yeah. I mm-hmm. love him as Dracula. Renfield and Dracula. He's Dracula, fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's probably the best Renfield. Buster Scruggs, he's fantastic in Buster Scruggs. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Well, anything. Anytime he does a film, it's, it's like totally worth it. Any interview he has, it's, it's just a riot. It's I have hilarious. a theory that he just doesn't have an Asian. He just kind of just shows up and like <laughs> and you, he, he just waits. Of course it. you let him in. Yeah. Of course you let him in. Mm-hmm. And then you, you show him your box of garbage so he could build a fucking instrument. Because he's it. having, like, he's just, you could tell he's having so much fun in like every part he, he's fucking in. There's well, even in this film, yeah. I think he's having more fun than anyone. Yes, because <laughs> I think there's a, there. I don't know this. There's no evidence. I think the director was a big Tom Waits fan, and mm-hmm. he was just like. And then they it turns out they got along real well because Tom Waits isn't a dick, mm-hmm. you know, and he wasn't like making crazy demands of him, like you know, fucking uh, what's his name in the Island of Doctor Moreau being like, you know, yeah, like, <laughs> like, it, it, he wasn't doing that. He was just like being really cool, and he's like, yeah, you know, do I how about how about i get to like build instruments like with this junk you know and he's like yeah how sure many, <laughs> yeah, yeah how many chickens do i get okay cool right. i wish they utilized them a little better like for the soundtrack but uh that may have been just too weird uh, yeah it would have been weird it would have taken me out of it that would have taken me out now if he oh, sang no. a song if it was like diegetic and shit that'd be fine but like if it was just like he's like building stuff or if it's a montage like if they establish that he plays music and then there's a montage of him building shit and then they're doing like earth died screaming in the background that would make sense <laughs> I'm trying to make excuses to make this happen because I yeah mean, uh, yeah because there needs to be so more. He uh, he hands our hero this battered card. It says Doctor Heller, weapons designer, innovator, inventor, world changer. <laughs> and then he has other services in the corners. One is aromatherapy, laser hair removal, carnival rides, and chicken rentals. Didn't even <laughs> I didn't even know. See again, there's just all so these good. little details that you I I didn't there's even so I didn't notice that. This is what I mean when I say sixty fucking million dollars is on the screen because like the, <laughs> oh, none of this yeah. is CGI'd in. You know, none of it's apparent. Had to print this and then they had to age it. <laughs> yeah, like, who, whoever did literally costume set all of it. This background knickknack shit. That, yeah. Like the more you watch this movie, the more so, you like, fuck. Look at that sign. Like all the language yeah. is some cross between like English and Cyrillic. In Japanese, um, like, in Japanese, like or Chinese, like it, it's, right. it's a lot of Asian characters, yeah. a lot of Cyrillic, a lot of there's no sides. one currency, so good. Like, uh, there's just random currency. Like Invisible, there's a Invisible Boy's dad is reading a paper in Korean. <laughs> a, well, they, they have these screens at the diner, and it says it's two euros. Well, that's the, the other thing that I love about this is they they went for the the kind of let's make this a timeless settings that doesn't yeah. stick yeah. in any one era, but has you know modern technologies, and they did. 
there's a lot of different ways to do this. Dark City did it very well. Mm -hmm. uh, there's oh, other yeah. movies that have done it really well. But this one, I think, is just it really takes the cake uh, for it, timeless yeah. but still modern feeling. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely. like that night, the diner they hang out in, too. It looks like, like that Nighthawks painting. Uh-huh. A little bit, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's, there's just... stuff straight out of the 20s and 30s or stuff straight out of the 60s. And it's like a real... It's a really interesting fusion of Americana, but also like with a foreign feel to it. Because again, you got a lot of this on like Cyrillic writing. A lot of stuff looks mm -hmm. like it's Eastern Bloc technology. It's really yeah. cool. Once you get past like any facade, it's an entirely different context inside the building. <laughs> yeah. You know, like the homes, like everyone's house is like way different, but like really <laughs> cluttered and lived in. Like, yeah. No, uh, I do. I do like the sub, quote unquote suburbs in this film. So anyway, <laughs> Captain Amazing gets you know questioned by journalists as he's leaving a big press thing he's Speaking. leaving some little kid wants to sign his hat he knocks the kid to the side as he's yeah. walking by Speaking. he poses for a picture of a guy who's being rolled in a wheelchair rolls the guy down the stairs when he's walking away i mean it's just like everything yeah. you need to know about this just character being an asshole it's and... like the jerkish version of homelander instead of the homicidal maniac version yes of and the mm -hmm. journalist you know needs to like you know get a poke in him so she's like oh, did man. you realize you're you know what could you say about like pepsi retracting their endorsement <laughs> This and, is how he finds out. Yeah, did you hear you lost your Pepsi endorsement. He looks straight at his publicist Ricky Jay, who's hilarious, just in that uh -huh. himself. And he says, "I hadn't heard about that." She's so upset. He hops into his self-driving limo, hits a button, and then fucks off. Well, first of all, about the something about Champion City. Okay, the minimum speed limit, no matter how big your car is, is seventy-five miles an hour. No matter what. <laughs> every car is just like zooming through the city. Yes. Oh yeah. Everything is going quick. And hops uh, in a stretch uh, Captain Amazing limo with police escort, and he's talking with the his publicist. And his publicist is like, oh, that was great. And I think he's like, great. Because hmm? I thought it was pathetic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's so mad. He's Amazing so triumphs at nursing home. That's great copy. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love it, too. Like, there, it just says in my notes where the cops dress like Nazis. Mm. Um, oh, <laughs> you mean the Chicago police? Yeah, basically. That's basically <laughs> what they are. Because, like, Cap, Cap Furious uh, gets... It's just, they're leaving, and the cops are just making fun of them. You know, they're nerds. Mm -hmm. He says, uh, uh, the city already has a hero. Perhaps you've heard of him? Captain Amazing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then he tries to, like, do a stand... Like, you know, get into the cop's face and like, do a standoff, and then he just gets framed when the cop... Like, <laughs> I'm a powder keg, man. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to punch my ticket, man. He's trying to talk some shit to some cops, and cops are just being... Cops. cops right yeah because this dude's like everything is so internalized it's like there's no one to root for in that moment no absolutely not. <laughs> it's like okay uh so, so that, we, that leaves yeah. it for our little our heroes ba um back in the limo that the, the, yeah. the sets things into motion with uh, captain amazing yeah it just it just says in my notes a plan to to unleash dot 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 casanova frankenstein which is an incredible name that's he's great talking name. about how like he doesn't have any work to do anymore because he's too good at his job and he's busted right. all these people. He's talking about the wonderful battles he used to have, and he says we need to get somebody like one of those. What is like get Pals. Death Man? They're all super it's, villains. It's like he's Death dead. Man is dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they're all super villains. What about this like... guy? Life in prison. What about yeah, this yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just, like going down the list, and he's like, and he says Casanova Frankenstein in an insane asylum. <clears throat> and he's he, and he's he up gets, for like, parole. Yeah, he gets, like, nostalgic for, like, supervillain. You know, these are people who, like, kill people for fun. Right. Yeah. And he's just, like, upset that there are, he put them away, basically. Like, Casanova yeah. Frankenstein. Gosh, the battles we used to have were extraordinary. And yes. he starts oh. trying to do this. You see it immediately when you see it earlier, but he does this Jeffrey Rush impression. Yes. And, like, 
Greg Kinnear nails it. <laughs> like he just he's like he has those oh, eyes. Oh, I can't do yeah. it. <laughs> That's the best line too. Where he's like the I can't do it thing. <laughs> yeah, he's so good. He's so good. Like he's very so, funny. Like yeah, when you see like he is. who Captain Amazing really is, every scene we like see who he really is, it's just yeah. it's so brilliant. He just so yeah. takes a piss out of it. He him. doesn't really care about saving people. He just cares about like the money and the business behind it now. And <laughs> it, funny enough, we'll get to it. Casanova actually Casanova Frankenstein actually mentions this. Calls him uh, on it, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um Something just occurred to me mm. uh, a little bit ago. T and I watched I'm a Virgo on, okay. on Prime, which is uh, Boots Riley's new series. Mm. It's like seven episodes. It's about this like uh, kid growing up um, and he's 17 feet tall. <laughs> and it's really fun. It's super fun. And it's like a really it's a hyper reality kind of thing that he did with uh, Sorry to Bother You, <laughs> which I love, you know, and the more I learn about this guy, like the bigger a fan I'd get like his band, the coop rules, you know, like just everything about this cat. And I'm, I gotta wonder because the, there's like the hero in this is just called he- the hero, you know, like, um, he's played by Walton Goggins. Oh, nice. And it, there's a lot of parallels now. Like it's, 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 just, it out. it's just hitting me now where he has this kind of like public persona, but then he gets back and he's doing the business and he's, there's a little bit more to it. Like he's having like mm-hmm. a crisis of faith on top of all these other things and stuff, but like his mom's around and like, you know, he's got an agent, he's got a whole building, Like he <laughs> stands on the ground floor of the building slides up and down around him, the entire building. I can't describe this to you. <laughs> like Hilarious. you have to see it. It's fucked up. Well, but like, it's like, you know, wealth and ego and just, I don't want to yeah. say selling out, but just going corporate basically. Cause like he is like captain amazing. And this is definitely like, a corporation unto himself yeah, oh, yeah. Exactly. and then we got to get it's into the alter ego thing corporate you know? property oh exactly. yeah that, that's coming up right now actually so and, oh yeah because we get a really nice okay i really like this miniature we yeah let's talk really, about the model the asylum yeah we yeah, had a so, nice so zoom so in, champion city in, keeps their their madmen in an island in yeah, it's arkansas yeah, we li- it's like literally yeah, it, it's i just call it arkham asylum uh, it's so arkham is it's like more it's so arkham it's almost more, more arkham, arkham than arkham. yeah it's more arkham <laughs> than arkham it's like mega jail it's like mega arkham like this place <laughs> they is squander it they do it's barely in the movie but it's such a beautiful oh, it's erased that's so the best yeah like, it is jesus christ it's such yeah. a wonderfully detailed bit piece of this building and like <laughs> of great practical effects because they just lovingly zoom up into it until you mm-hmm. enter it and we're in casanova's parole hearing <laughs> joffrey rush doing some work he uh, is fan fucking i love him in this film i um, really do they this bring him up into this room for his parole board hearing and like it's like they scraped jean valjean off the floor of his cell i mean he's got like, long hair <laughs> long nails skinny no shirt i mean he's he like, play, such uh, a pathetic do you ever play the marquise de sade because for yeah, whatever yes yeah he did in quills it was amazing yes, right. that's right amazing. that's what this reminded me of fuck <laughs> yeah that's good right. pick. that was that was later that was later but yeah yeah, this could have been a character study. Very, very much so. Uh, he, he definitely gives off those vibes. And oh, hi, Lena Olins, and your only lines in the fucking movie. Uh, <laughs> she's so <sighs> she's so damn pretty. Cornops, you want to? Yeah, she's. Oh, come on, she's like. Yeah, it's Lena Olin. Yeah, the fuck. She's what, what are you doing? Why are you in this movie? At the at the at the I prison. Hope, I hope uh, she got full rate. Hearing. I do. I hope she got like full rate plus. Yeah, me too. Because like there has to be so much of her shit that they just dropped on the floor. 
<laughs> there had to have been. They had to have been cut from the you film. You can see from their interactions in a lot of the scenes that there was more to the story of them yeah. than gets to be presented. Yes. And, and that, she's like his doctor. Obviously, she's like fallen for him while she's been in the prison. He's probably, you know, been working on her. But there, there's a whole story there that doesn't really get much told. It's so upsetting because she looks it's, amazing. It's squandered. <laughs> she's, these, are her, these are her only lines. These are her only lines of the and film. They're, and they're very cheesy. And they're very says, bad. They're nothing. This man is no more of a danger to society than I am. Thanks, now, Harley Quinn. <laughs> now, free, freeze frame. We haven't established anything about this lady at this point. Like, no, no. by her delivery of this line, it's obvious that she's in cahoots with him, but you're making a leap there because they haven't established that. And what really makes this scene weird is captain fucking amazing's alter ego this dipshit lawyer named lance um, hunt lance hunt of all lance of hunt of course his fucking name is i bet he was the king the the captain of the uh, lacrosse team too <laughs> yeah it's fucking clark kent enters the room totally Wayne, not you know totally not captain amazing glasses totally suit you know um well, have we, have we cut to? Have we had the 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 no, guys no, having that meeting yet? That's, 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 that's next. Next. Yeah, one of the best gags in the whole damn movie. Yes. Um, but anyway, so he he's he's just like he's got a slip suit on. He's got his big black Clark Kent glasses on, and everyone mm-hmm. at the table is about to say like, "Oh, we were just going to remind everyone how he's a horribly insane criminal, he's a genocidal fucking maniac." Like, what are you thinking? And he's just and like, "Lance Hunt's like, oh, I agree, but I was just having dinner with my good friend. You may have heard of him." Captain Amazing. And they'll swoon a bit. <laughs> yeah. And he, he he's like, he gave me this letter to read, and it's his fucking groceries. <laughs> yeah. He pulls it out and he just starts reading this florid letter, like very eloquent. And then like when they close in on the paper, it's just his goddamn grocery list. And he's pulling it out of his ass. So and what he's trying to say is he's like, Yeah, give this guy a second chance. Captain Amazing thinks it'll be good. He's rehabilitated, he's cured, let him go. And apparently Captain Amazing can just like word his word is law. Because it, it just holds an influence that's enough to change minds. You it's know enough I mean? to get a fucking prisoner released because they're like, you know what? You're right. And I want this rubber stamp. It's just cured. Cured oh, in blue ink. Yeah. The date. Oh, I fucking forgot now. The date on the paper is an impossible day. Oh, yeah. It's, it's mean, like. That's right. It's like a 30 day month, but it's the 31st. <laughs> or something like that yeah like I, I read that in a bit of a trivia and i was just like i went and i paused it this time and i was like yeah and then i forgot to write it down because it's dumb but like that yeah uh, i that, do i do you can have the rubber stamp if i can have his limo <laughs> <laughs> this limo is pretty cool it's amazing it's a uh, fucking uh, corvette limo yeah so yeah they uh they they let him go he's cared uh yep. and he gets in his corvette stingray limo which it's I don't know if this was an actual prop or not. I, I've I've sit, sat in a Stingray, Stingray Corvette before, and it's more like getting into like a jet cockpit. Like you yeah. lay down in it. If this was made into a limo, you'd have to be like almost prone to be in the back of it. The cars yeah. are pretty cool in this movie. I'm not going to lie. All like, the cars. Everything. All the background every, cars are so yeah. weird. Yeah. Everything in this movie looks shitty by design, except like some of the cars look mm-hmm. incredible. Or, or they look cool and they're dirty. Yeah. Like, they're just lived in and stuff and we're we're gonna get to the one of the best later dude yeah. i was so ha- dude i actually had to look up the spelling of the name of that thing yeah. <laughs> it's the best thing ever like, yeah never heard of that word before until this movie reminded me of it and i'm like oh, yeah. we need to repopularize it we do we'll get to that later but yeah <laughs> smash cut bitching at the diner mm-hmm. so it pulls into the diner scene where the, the three of them i guess they have this tradition where they go to the diner after they do the thing i used to do this after clubs with friends yeah. so 
It's very yeah. mm-hmm. relatable. Yeah. And um, they close in on, again, like this automat TV on the diner table <laughs> with Captain Amazing doing a toothpaste ad. Yeah. It's like, it's just so, it's just one of those Paul Verhoeven, like, this is the world through commercials moments. It's beautiful. Uh, yeah. It is. It's a great, all the world building at the beginning is really wonderful. It is. I really like that, like, bit of technology that we get to see. But you and, still have, like, a diner. You still yeah. got a waitress. Yeah. You know. And this is where you, you learn a little bit more. Like, they are all talking. They're just, like, letting it out. They're talking as real people, not giving their one-liners that they're given in the fight. Exactly. And this is where you Roger. start to wonder, like, is, is Mr. Furious, like, actually Mr. Passive-Aggressive to Waitstaff? Like, he's yeah. not really angry. He's just, like, a real dick to people. Right. Yeah. He's, like, well, look, he's being an edgelord. You know, like, he's, much, yeah. he hasn't... <sighs> I've been to the edge. Okay, there's a mall there. <laughs> there's a mall there. It's not. It's like you can buy T-shirts at the edge now. Like it's not edgy. It's just, you know, no, he, he's just trying to be like cool because this is a running theme throughout the film that he always tries to make up things about himself that aren't real. Mm-hmm. Because by the end of the film, you're going to get the sense that he wants to be anybody else than who he actually is. Mm-hmm. Which, if this was a longer medium, would be interesting to to understand why. Mm-hmm. And there's there's another kind of running through this a trope of the. It's almost interesting, like in the kind of universe they exist in, because they go about like speaking things into existence, like all the like really like supernatural sort of powers stuff that happens is mm-hmm. stuff that they've talked about. Like when Invisible Boy says he's going to be invisible, when they talk about how the Sphinx cuts guns in half, like all yes. these things that they say. Eventually, it sounds ridiculous, but they happen. So it's kind of right. like really an interesting cause effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish they had done more with that too. Yeah, yeah, because like that's. Where, like, you could speak it's your power explained. into being real or something. Like the gun thing is never explained. It's just, dude, this person needs to be present, and this is cap- he's capable of doing this, and then it happens, but you never see the mechanism. You never see no. it. just pop up. It just know? is. And I'm but, wondering if it's not a lay the heaven situation. Hmm. Because eventually, it, we're, we're, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. Like, the ultimate weapon is apparently supposed to turn your, like, dreams into reality. Your hallucinations. Right. Yeah. So, but, like... <laughs> What if people could do that with rational thought and they didn't, they weren't aware of it like the fucking well, it doesn't even Warhammer. That, yeah, like it doesn't Brilliant. even get, get like yeah. the chaos, it doesn't even get that across because what you think is, oh, this is just the chaos magic gun. However, mm-hmm. all it does is kill you. Right. All it right. does is burn you alive. But um, well, Certainly if you're sitting directly underneath it. <laughs> oh yeah, no, then you're fucked. But <laughs> Anyway. The three of them are kind of reflecting on how they got their asses kicked and seeing what they can do and um and Mr. Furious talks about hiring a publicist, which is hilarious. I got 150 bucks on it right now. We've had those meetings. We still do. But this mm-hmm. is where they start, like, the, this, I'm sorry, I think it's the best bit in the whole movie because it kind of encapsulates entirely my whole aversion to the superhero genre when I was mm-hmm. a kid. And it's when he goes, you know, uh, something, something, maybe if I had a billionaire uh, supporting me like Lance Hunt. Mm-hmm. And I was Captain Amazing. He says, maybe it's because they're the same guy. And he says, are we going to start talking about this again? And he goes, I love that. I love that. Wears glasses. Captain yeah. Amazing doesn't. Oh, it's so good. And that was. Says, I love it. Yeah. But then he just takes him off when he transforms. And he goes, that makes no sense. He wouldn't be able to see. I just. Oh. The callback to that joke is incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. I, it's a, it's a, this is a great setup for mm-hmm. an amazing like landing later. Um, just like I'm the only one who notices this guy's kept it amazing. Yeah. There's a lot of these. There's a lot of these setup like payoffs. Um, I will say that about this movie. Not all of them. Not everything lands. And there's yeah. some, like a couple of moments that are like supposed to be funny that kind of are funny, but not funny the way they want it to be. 
you yeah. know, but they it don't did. quite land. But then there's these other bits where, like, we'll get to Janine Garofalo. Yeah. <laughs> when they land, they land. When they land, they really... So they're they, leaving. They're and, a bit. Yeah. So they're leaving. Eddie Izzard shows up looking fresh. And Damn. the Disco Boys roll up. Yeah. Big well, Cadillac rolls up and, uh, the Disco Boys, who's Eddie Izzard and Proz, as, as I mentioned before. Proz. Tony C and Tony P. Amazing. Uh, and Ed, Eddie Izzard does this great thing where he just, like, he goes into the payphone. And he knocks the receiver off, so it's hanging, and he just dials, and then he picks yeah. up his clock. Yeah. So, yeah. One-handed. <laughs> he's, he's, I don't know. He's, he's amazing. Yeah, he is amazing, but I, I'm going to say, I think he was he was, his, he was a little squandered in this match. I think he was a little underutilized, yeah. Where a bunch of people were ad-libbing and making their parts bigger and doing more, and maybe he didn't feel comfortable in doing that, maybe because he was, you know, quote-unquote, the bad guy. I don't know, but mm. I really feel he's underutilized. I've, I've actually yeah. seen him perform a couple times. Hmm. One time I, remember... I saw him back to back two nights in a row. Oh, and shit. His set was like the same jokes, but told almost completely differently. It's really mm. conversational the way he gets his humor across. Yeah. It's really amazing if you ever get to see him live. I've never seen him live. I, I've watched a few of his like, yeah. stand up specials. Yeah. It's fucking phenomenal. Like, just terrific storyteller, amazing timing. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like basically, like, he needed what Tom Waits had. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I feel he ad libbed the least. I, yeah. 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 He's still great. His uh, physical like presence, oh, yeah. his phys- physicality is very mm-hmm. good. His his little disco dance at the beginning is absolutely really cute. insane. Pompadour. He's got like a yeah. fur collar, long coat. He looks like the the <laughs> the yakuza guy from uh from Electric Dragon, basically. Yeah, honestly, uh-huh. like, well, yeah, but it, it, Eddie Izzard's hair is like ten stories tall. Like, it, yeah. it's amazing. And disco was a, was a weird choice. That right, around this, right around this time in the late '90s, disco was experiencing like another sort of revival in, in mm-hmm. pop culture. I think that's why they, they nailed on this. Also, because it just you can look really ridiculous with all the disco. It makes clothing. It, it, well, the it, disco house was blowing up a bit too. That's yeah. what I was going to say. That's when I actually, that's where I, I noticed it was when people started re- re- rolling it into disco sets in the clubs. Yeah. Oh Trying yeah. To, uh, you uh, Stardust. You know, music sounds better with you. That filter house out of mm-hmm. fucking uh, uh, Paris and in, in, in France. Hundred percent. But there was a tallow house and stuff that was like very much well, like a tallow disco is it just blew up. Like I when I started like DJing, there were like a just you know like I'd say mid nineties. That's when you had a lot of people who were just like, oh man, did you ever hear these like B sides from this tallow disco? And you'd go look it up, and it's like some forty dollar fucking record from nineteen sixty seven. Yeah. You're like, all right, let me listen to it, and you know, <laughs> like all right, I'll tell you about that. It also like muddles time more. Yes, too. Because I, the, the we know that Casanova's been in prison for like twenty years, mm-hmm. and the way they talk, they think like disco like died within those twenty years. So yeah. seventy five was like the year I was born. Yeah, Casanova. Yeah. Yeah. he must have gone to jail in 70, 78 or seventy nine if he's been in jail for twenty years, and the disco boys just kept on, you know, grooving. Yeah, how old was Greg Kinnear then? Like fucking. Don't think about it. 16? Yeah. <laughs> He's pretty yeah. young in this. But anyway, yeah. point being is is that like there there is well there there is, it turns out, this this movie made an argument that disco is timeless and it's it's born true. <laughs> Clearly. It's one of Eddie Edge's best lines where he's sitting in the in the disco room and he goes, Disco is not dead. Disco is life. Like yeah, he just <laughs> delivers it so well you believe it. It's this yeah. wonderful wistfulness about it. Uh, j- j- jump 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 ahead. So the our, our heroes see the two of them. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're cry- and Mr. Furious wants to follow him, but the other two are like, it's late, man. We, we got to get home. You know, we're, we're done superheroing for tonight. 
He's like, oh, I thought you, like I was with some real superheroes and not like some pose or whatever the fuck he says. And so he, he hops in. So he has this recurring thing where he just he can't land his jokes. And like later no. when they're roasting him, Janine Granoffo has a good bit about it. And it's just true throughout the case. He's just always doing these mixed metaphors. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. No, he had to really at. work to be that bad. He had to really work to, to no. be that bad. Hey, oh, well, yeah. that's the joke. Like he can't do one liners. He no. can't be that cool. And he also does that like, man. See, I, I knew a guy like that. <laughs> Who would di- he, he'd give you like little like pointers on his like internal, you know, <laughs> rage is building. Yeah. I'm getting angrier, you know, like my vision is red. Like this was particularly funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> because he, all he's doing is that it's it's that meme of the kid wanting to raise his hand in class and you can see all the veins in his neck and forehead. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? So like, oh, yeah. he is that you know, but personified and animated. Pretty much, yeah. It's but it's completely useless. It doesn't make him better at fighting. Well, it just rage. It, it's almost like 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 a Zen koan. <laughs> His <laughs> entire performance. It's just like, see? Like you could be angry and what will it do? It'll make you tired. You know, like that's all it does. Yeah. You have to do things. You know. So we get so he, he decides, follows the, he the follows, disco yeah. boys and then uh but the rest of the gang goes home, which I think is is just some really great scenes. You learn so it. much about the characters from the when they go home. Oh, I love yeah. the shoveler when he gets to his like. Okay, again, the set's incredible. Like mm-hmm. the shot's really cool. Like yeah, when he pulls really... into the driveway, mm-hmm. it, it, you can see he lives like across the bay from the city, and the whole city's highlighted in the background. He lives in this little suburban like ranch. It's like this it's island. Gorgeous. It's, it's yeah, it's like this island of suburban grass and trees, and everything else is just mega structures. And the lighting it. is amazing. Yeah, it's it's a really good wall building shot. So he rolls up. We are introduced to his wife, who she is rules. probably She's my favorite right. character. She's yeah, absolutely correct about every fucking thing she yes. says in this movie. Everything. She's smart. She's a hundred percent right. Oh uh, yeah. No, she's she just uh, Jennifer Lewis, Lucille. That's right. Uh, she <laughs> fucking chews him out. Like, you know, and she's really sweet. Like, I like this shot. It really establishes how much they do love each other. Yeah. You know, she takes his head, his beautiful dumb head yeah, into her. Into into, um, and she's got the big rubber gloves. Yeah. They go into glove cam where, like, you see her big rubber dishwashing gloves on either side of his She's like, you're the face. greatest. Just, yeah, like, you were. She's like, you're not a superhero. You're a husband and yeah. you're a father. And, you know. We love you. We love you. Isn't that enough? You know, like, you know. Well, he yeah. goes in and he's like, I have a gift. I shovel well. I shovel very well. <laughs> Oh, and and she's like, oh, you gotta you gotta give that uh, catcher uh, pads back to your son that you bought them for. He's <laughs> like, well, I bought them too, you know. Well, like, mine too. I bought them. <laughs> like he starts mouthing off, and she just gives him a look, and he's like, all right, all right, yep. <laughs> they have a, their chemistry is fantastic. Yeah, it's it's, it's uh, really great. It's it's one of the best on screen like marriages I think I've seen in a you know like ever. And then yeah. uh, you know when he's like more or less cowed, like his little son comes up to him, and it's like hugging his leg, says, "I believe in you, Dad." But son's got a Captain Amazing t-shirt on. So. Yep. And it is interesting, too, because at the time, I know one of the joke, the idea being like the submissive white man to the black husband. But mm. however, it's done so well, it's really not a problem. Honestly. No, no like, it's so natural. It's so yeah. natural. Like, she's so great. <laughs> like, she's so fucking patient. Yeah, like I like the relationship. Like if that was <laughs> like if that was meant to be the joke, it failed because like think, the relationship seems really good. Like yeah, I like she has them. like six lines, and they're all just like tr- to rip. you don't you don't feel bad for her at Kill one her. point. Like she is just she's yeah. on it. Yeah, hundred yeah, yeah, percent. No, no. Yeah, if they like yeah, if that was meant to, the whole race thing was meant to be a joke, it failed because Len uh, because she just nails it. 
I saw Jennifer Lewis fucking nails it. I saw T and her talking about this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> really? All right. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I just. I don't no, know. I, you got like Department of Defense people. I don't fucking know. <laughs> no, but it's that authentic. It's that authentic. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. No, it was that kind of like. Why fucking talks the head of DARPA? <laughs> yeah, I have a couple friends that work there. Anyway, uh, T's cooler than us. That's what we're, I'm trying to say. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah. yeah, like there's no 100%. doubt about that. Your wife is way cooler than either, any of us. Anyway. So then we uh, shift over to a uh, hard cut to uh, Blue Raja's house where he's. What a fucking dork. I say that because I rehearsing his lines and <laughs> in this huge like, room in this huge room living in his mom's huge house and like what the fuck okay, does he... you know what it looks like it looks They've like this, is, this looks like the set of the video for Guns N' Roses Patience where it's just <laughs> nothing but rugs that are yeah. like hung and layered over everything the whole thing is covered in rugs yeah. and candles and incense it's and got it's like, like yeah thrift shop it's, rugs and and head shop tapestries all over the walls it's the most chill looking fire hazard you'll ever see yeah a giant his, bowl full of incense and his mom comes in saying the thing that my parents and grandparents have told me many times what's burning yeah. I, what's burning in here I love are you her. on the marijuana <laughs> that's <laughs> She's so good. She is yeah, really good. Yeah, I, you I just do get like so her. much chemistry between the two of them. They only have maybe three scenes together. Yeah, she yeah, he's, he's this awkward. shows the fuck up. She does. Like, she did really like, especially later for more emotional scenes. She's such a good, very good. Louise actress. Lasser. Louise yes. Lasser. Yeah. She's incredible. Um, and it's just great because it's very it's like he's just a skinny nerdy white. And he dude. he just first of all. The minute mom comes in the room, he drops the accent. So you realize that that's yeah. so <laughs> This is the first time he does it, too, which is great. Yeah. Because so even, even when he's hanging out with his buddies, buddies he keeps yeah. doing it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh-huh. and you can see right away, he's like, Mom, I can't even tell you how many rules you're breaking right now. One, don't sniff around outside my door. Two, do not barge in here. It's like so good. It's so you, good. You they find out his name for is, a while. You find out his name is Jeffrey. Is he Jeffrey? Just, yeah. Again, so his, again, like Furious. I mean, for his character, for the Blue Raja, his character... You definitely get the sense that he's just a fucking weird nerd, as opposed, yeah. as opposed yeah, to Fur- as opposed to Furious, who just is trying his hardest not to be him. Well, they're all kind of like different flavors of posers. Yeah, yeah, but they're different flavor of loser. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say loser, but I'd say poser. But here's the thing: it's like, are you if you're earnest? Hmm. And it's <laughs> I I don't know because like I mean we're we've established the hyper reality of this world that they live in. And, you know, we live in a world where there were vigilantes. There was that dude who, like, was in Seattle. Uh, I was going to mention him. Phoenix Jones. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. no matter how Basically, far... this for real. Yeah. yeah. Well, except well, he got arrested on, like, drug charges or oops. something, I think. But, like, yeah, like, except for the Blue Raja, who will never be the thing he wants to be. Never. <laughs> never. He will never, never, ever, ever, ever. Be. Even the thing he describes, he is not. No, Never. Because he's, mm. he's got an entire goddamn Wikipedia entry about it. If it takes you it. that long to explain, that's yeah. not good. If it takes you that long to explain, just stop wearing the Rhodesian camo. You know that, that's a variation on this thing that I heard uh, Louis Black say. Rhodesian camo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Louis Black had this thing where he's like, if you can't explain what it is you do in one sentence, yeah. Yeah. it's illegal. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, all right. Yeah, that's fine. We take the derivatives. We sell them on the foreign bond market. Okay, I don't know. No, no, no. <laughs> chop. I'm out. No, off of your head. Sorry. So Furious follows the Disco Boys 
to Casanova's mansion, which is an incredible sentence. I just realized that I wrote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we get we get Eddie Izzard's wonderful delivery. Disco is not dead. Mm-hmm. So we cleaned up Casanova, who frankly looks incredible. And he looks yeah. like a he looks like a like a like a grown up uh, respectable Austin Powers. He's got like a velvet smoking oh, God, jacket yes. on. He's got, got a little like top a, knot, a cravat. He's got golden pinky coke nail that I love. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, his nail polish. I'm like, I kind of want like his nails are like they look metal, like they're yeah. made of tarnished gold. gold. Like yeah, it's and, fucked up. Again, as I far as it. like. Uh, scenes that are that are too long but still needed to be long. We get almost like a, a three minute scene where Eddie Izzard is kind of like doing these disco dances in what you find out is the disco room mm-hmm. that's got like giant eight foot woofers in the wall. Like you can see him pulsing. A, it's fantastic. It's a disco ball with spikes on the end. The disco ball with a morning star on the DJ's, end of it. Yeah, DJ it's got like a gramophone. It's got like a bunch of Nixie tubes. It's got a bunch of dials, oscillators. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's like a, uh, a Motown disco record that's like on the very end, very conspicuously placed that I can't tell what song it's supposed to be. Well, and he's playing the Bee Gees, Night Fever. Yes. Night Fever. And another thing I'll say about the disco in this movie is uh, a, oh. a um, it was it fortified me against what I think we're going to have to mention later. It was uh, the Smash Mouth soundtrack. Do, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. So anyway, Real. just keep that yeah. disco in your mind. If you thought yes. you didn't like disco, you like it a lot better yeah. than Smash. Now, despite their efforts to make this world ageless, they instantly aged it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's okay. So there's. Nope, we're not there yet. It's when no. the disco boys show up. Oh yeah, no, this is like when the disco boys show up. Okay, so is well, is uh. Well, uh, hold on. Well, hold yeah, on, because yeah, yeah. we have no because Captain. Oh, we're, oh, no, 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 Wait, that, that'll come up, because right they're now... They're talking, and then we see his doctor again. They're yeah, talking have... in the disco room, oh, that's and uh, Jeffrey Rush delivers a monologue to an apple while yes. talking to Ed Izzard, and it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's just, hi, Lena Olin, with no lines and an evil-looking hat. Yeah, and she's she like, like in, um, Maleficent. Every, she shows up, like, four times in the movie, and she's always wearing something awesome. Yes. Yeah. It's and like it, it just pisses me off. It says nothing. It, it, oh. It's horrible. <laughs> I mean, she does a lot of acting with her face, okay? They're, yeah. There's a lot of story told there, but uh, but yeah, she's really it's a missed opportunity. We don't have any of the between stuff. Uh, so from his terrace, Casanova blows up Arkham Asylum. Yeah, yep. they're talking, and then he pulls out a little remote jobby. Well, Captain Furious is spying on him. That's the thing. He like followed him back, right? We yeah, talked yeah. about that. He's sitting in the bushes with some binoculars. With the uh, when the when the disco boy showed up, it is exactly one like part of Ring My Bell. Mm-hmm. And I love it because it's just that. Oh, bing, bing, bing. oh yeah, 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 yeah. Bing, 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 bing. yeah. It's just <laughs> just like the beat, the boo, and then it fades out. And I was like, you know, that's how iconic that fucking song is. Like I just sat there, I was just like, uh, ring my bell. Like, and you know, he's had the same dozen songs on repeat for like twenty years. So mm-hmm. totally, it's like an age song that still somehow works. But yeah, no, they blow up the fucking asylum. They blew it up, and then uh, and then uh, um, Casanova Frankenstein is like, "Okay, I'm gonna go talk to uh, you know Captain Amazing now, who's inevitably gonna come because that's yeah. exactly what he let me out of here for." He right. jetpacks in, and he has one of the best lines. And this scene he... might be one of the best scenes in the movie. The two it of is. them, the nemesis, nemesi. <laughs> I do wish there was a little more back and forth with them. Yeah, they have really good. The characters have really good chemistry together because you could tell, oh. like, they've been doing this for a long time. 
Yeah. Uh, they both know a lot about themselves because, like, Captain Mason's going down the stairs. He's telling him, okay, I need you to take off the uh, death ray off your fingers and the uh, virus <laughs> bombs on your slippers. Epitropic dart bo- launcher in your slippers. <laughs> and at that scene, you see that he has gold toenails as well. Fucking yeah. baller. He's also got this drink stir that has a diode, like, wired to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he tells him to disarm it because it's like a laser gun or something. And then, oh. uh, you know, he makes some line about, like, oh, it really... I would. We know each other so well, Lance. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he says another song. Casanova says something else about like. Oh, first of all, Jeffrey Rush is this really uh, funny German accent, like it's sort of German adjacent pseudo German accent. So thick. It's like, yeah. And he says it's something like to him like, Frau "Oh, Blue I thought uh, I thought it was all about the sponsors." And then uh, Captain Bass the- is like. It's exactly that kind of cynicism that I think is truly poisoning our society. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He says he sees course. where he threw the detonator away in the garbage can. I love it. He, it's like, it's amazing because he says like, oh, I thought it was all about publicity and sponsorship. Yeah. Oh, and it's it's amazing because amazing gets knocked out. Oh, that's gonna be a problem. Amazing, amazing. Uh, uh, so he says, uh, he says, he says, uh, oh, what is this here? A, a remote control detonator? And he says, no, no, it's just a little funny little toy. It's an amusing little gizmo. And he goes, oh yeah, what is it? And like, it puts yeah. this cloud in his face. <laughs> that shit pushes the button. Yeah, he, he pushes literally the button, gets a cloud in his face, and he says, <sighs> "It's a, a a portable chloroform, chloroform. deploying snare." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He literally gets he he does like, oh, does this smell like chloroform to you? To you? To himself? <laughs> dang. <laughs> that, is that what he says before he collapses? Yeah, he goes, oh dang, oh dang, yeah. collapse. <laughs> Out. The way he delivers that is so fucking great. Oh, yeah, that, what, uh, the scene I, I could have actually this this is a scene they could have dragged out for another two three minutes. I think I <laughs> easily. Yeah, yeah. yeah and you also find out that like, Captain Amazing is just he's not a he's not a smart guy. No, <laughs> no. If no. he was not anymore, like he's I because this can't be. This is more than just arrogance. <laughs> like mm-hmm. this this is him just being legitimately dumb. Yeah, like, what did he do before? Like, he's, is this what happens when you you, you finally, like, well, you know, there is a parallel here to Musk. Sure. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. he's, he's defeated when every enemy. Beat all I the mean, dragons. He's, he's, the, he's the hero. He won everything. Yay. And now what? Yeah. Now what? Now let me destroy my own empire. Yeah. It's uh, like, yeah I built it and I get to destroy it. He I makes guess. so much money. He doesn't even have to do this anymore. It's already okay. said that he's like, what, a billionaire? Like, it's the Batman thing. Yeah. Okay. Let's not. I'm not going to let him. I'm not going to let him derail another podcast. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So we get to (laughs) one of my favorite scenes. Furious stood up all night, and he finally gets to work. He works in a junkyard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't know what her name is. I did. I should have looked it up. Uh, The actress name is Gail Vance. Gail Vance. She's a character actress, and you will you will recognize her when you see her. You'll know her. He goes in. He's trying to explain her. Oh yeah, I was just being superhero. He's like, is like, you know that 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 van out back? I I need you to junk it. He's like, he's like, okay, yeah, but like, I can't just like junk it. And he's like, okay, look, it's like an armored car, like some sort of military (laughs) armored car. I can't just pull it apart with a crowbar. It's like junk it anyway. Like I need tools. He gets into work and and she's like, "You're 20 minutes late," and he's like, "Oh, I guess all the junk's ruined then." (laughs) (laughs) Say a lot of pathos with Mister Furious. Yeah, Uh, yeah. But yeah, she's just like junk it. He's like, okay, and this is the part where he's like, you can tell he's like trying to play the character like somebody who's trying to be reasonable, and I want to come and talk to you about this, and like he's using you know all the anger management steps, and then finally Mm -hmm. he just loses it. He grabs like a stress toy and he's like squeezing it mm-hmm. <laughs> and making his face just as red as hell, just like pumping oh. as much blood in his face as he can. 
veins in his forehead. Sticks. And he's like, oh, that thing just saved your life. And it's ostensibly like, oh. deals with the, the anger rage that's that's come upon him. Mm-hmm. And she does the appropriate thing and just laughs at him. Mm-hmm. Because it's really pathetic. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so he goes outside to this 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 armored vehicle, which is yeah. just one of the most fantastic parts of the movie. It's so uh, good. It's like it's, this art deco tank. Yeah, it, it's really Zach, up there for the fictional Herkimer vehicle. Battle Jitney. Jitney, oh. we need to bring that word back. We do. I, I 100% <laughs> agree with you. Uh, Patreon goal. We need a giant Jitney, the low life Jitney. Yeah, so I thought originally this was like, this is a real vehicle. And actually, it was, it, it, it was just made for the movie. It's converted from like a, a 1930s. Um, fire engine a ford Jesus fire engine christ but it looks nothing nice. like it's like the original right like that kind of looks still looks like a fire engine nothing else looks the same it's and there's a whole yeah. uh, like fan lore about this vehicle where like mm-hmm. the script writers wrote in that it was and you, they say it later the most uh the most be- the best designed non-lethal military vehicle that the pentagon ever made mm-hmm. and apparently the, its purpose was to take like visiting congressmen into war zones like atomic mm. war zones to be protected but also to see you know how well or poorly we're doing i guess mm. you can totally oh, see shit. it like as in a 1950s 1960s you know uh production line of pentagon yeah. vehicles yeah. yeah yeah this this does have that like fallout kind of vibe to it oh 100%. very much it's definitely and up there for like fictitious vehicles we've yeah, it's up there about. with like the landmaster yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I mean, it's up there. I, I, it's probably one of my favorite things about this fucking yeah. movie. It's barely in it, but when it shows up, it does the thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. they, they it's accomplished like, to make it look like what it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's, like it's, it's, it's not CGI. More, more no. on that later. It's a giant heavy motherfucker. They get into <laughs> it later, and it's yeah. More on that later. <clears throat> anyway, so yeah, he's trying to junk the thing, and uh, he can't junk it because he's just using a crowbar, and yeah. he hears a radio report that. Lance Hunt has disappeared, but nobody can get a hold of Captain Amazing to help find him. <laughs> oh no! And we and we we cut from that to basically Amazing trying to talk his way out of death because <laughs> he's been James Bond style strapped to a leather chair with, mm. with like metal cuffs with this thing above him, this menacing red thing. Yeah, he, he wakes up strapped to a chair in his costume. And this is the scene where you, I felt you really saw just how detached from reality he <laughs> sells out. Really is. He sells out everything: his, yeah. his his dignity, the city, all everyone in it. Uh, I'll lot. be your sidekick. Y- yeah, human life, uh, he, everything about it. Basically, he he went not quite as far as I'll suck your dick. Like right. it, 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 <laughs> he almost had those cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> he really was like because he's just spineless it's it's, (laughs) It's, i'm like yeah i get it you don't want to die but it's good come on he's just willing it's good the way he sells he tries to sell it like the things he comes up with to go through and like casanova doesn't say shit for a lot of it yeah he's just letting him go you know he's just like yeah go ahead i got my plan you're captured what the fuck yeah he goes into the villain telling the plan it's like it's pretty simple tomorrow night i'm gonna kill you (laughs) yep this is, it turns out, this isn't a game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I definitely yeah. kind of got that vibe from his care, from Amazing's character that, like, I didn't register to him anymore. That, like, right. this is, like, life and death. People, yeah, it, like, well, like, people die. 
he's so bought into it. He still thinks there's there's a narrative that yeah. is always going to have him be on top, and like he's just trying to get to that narrative mm-hmm. where it's like, no, I hate you, and <laughs> I kill people for fun. Yeah, I'm going to kill you now. You took twenty years of my life. Yes, yeah. I'm, I'm a genocidal psychopath. Like, what the fuck do you think? Like, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that myth of like the reasonable killer. You know. It's yeah. just, Ah, this is what, so I think that was, it might might have been a thing that put a lot of people off because like, it's dark. It is. Like, he's not playing. When I watched this, when I finally did watch this movie again, I I didn't want to see it in the theater. It didn't look like anything would be interested to me. Some friends showed it to me when it was out on DVD. Mm -hmm. And the, these dark elements and the ones that are coming up are the ones that made me like, I was a counterculture person who was drawn to this kind of thing. And I was like, if yeah, they would have yeah. built it like this, mm-hmm. they would have really sold. We yeah, been, it would have been more butts and seats. And it could have been funny. It could have still been funny by being at dark at the same time. Yeah. And like, and perhaps if there was an R rating, they could have put like a different, maybe highlighted that darkness a little more. Cause it's not as, it's not as yeah. upfront. Not but anyhow. I mean, this is in the same era as stuff like uh, dark city. Yeah. You yeah. Know, mm-hmm. Like the, there was a place for this. This wasn't, like an outlier in the way, say, like the Super Mario Brothers movie was. Well, we we even established in the beginning of the pod that like the tick existed. Yeah, you know, like you right. could have easily just ranked it up a little bit to be a little bit more, I don't know, adult or whatever. I really well, feel like they just didn't think, know how to market it. They didn't know how to, you know, what what yeah. audience to try yeah. and put it in front of. Mm-hmm. There, there was a lot of those problems in the nineties. Oh, uh, in the eighties, even like uh, Nightbreed, oh, yeah. Clyde Barker's Nightbreed is a movie yeah. that suffered from that a lot. Like when you know. It's not a horror movie. It's a dark fantasy, and they no one like produced didn't fucking understand that. Mm. I think but, it was uh, like the '90s where you started seeing the kind of trailers that were either trying to ape another type of movie and mm-hmm. all together, yeah. or they yeah. would give the entire movie away. Like that one where like Harrison Ford is like haunted in a house with a ghost. Like they give the ending away in a fucking trailer. Yeah, yeah. yeah Did you like, see that movie? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I can't remember what it's called. <clears throat> Weird times. A big thing. So. Ooh. The, the boys try to break into Casanova's place. <laughs> uh, and this is another, sorry, just right here. This is where they cut some scenes. So after they kind of like, mm. had, were kind of like back and forth about what they were going to do as far as their superhero careers, uh, Furious goes to visit um, uh, Shoveler and Raja at their work and to convince them to come and do this thing. Oh, interesting. Oh, like, that's uh, a, I didn't, oh, I didn't Shoveler see Shoveler works at a, like a construction site where he's, they're digging a tunnel for a subway. And um, See, it would have been nice to have seen that. Yeah, Raja actually works, see him shovel. Blue Roger works at a uh, a bridal shop where he sells cutlery for bridal affairs. Oh my god! Yeah. Is like is the underlying joke supposed to be Blue Roger's gay? Because he comes out to his mom later as Blue Roger. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, he comes out like that and definitely set it up like his like he's <laughs> he says I'm in a feat British superhero. Uh, yeah. So uh, they set it up like that. I guess it's kind of a laugh for that. I didn't really think about it till just now, but yeah, I got I got <clears throat> it hit me last I, night. Yeah, I didn't know how to clock it. Hmm. Yeah, because like it could go, it, it's a little too open to be like this is coded that way, mm-hmm. as opposed to like because it, it doesn't come off as a mean joke. It doesn't Not come no. off like it's making fun of it or anything like that. It could be about the experience of coming out, but like it definitely felt that way. Yeah, I yeah. think they definitely did that on purpose. <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah, not it's in a mean way. How, it was funny. It's, no. it's funny how this movie throws stuff at you, and sometimes you just like it just gets by you. Mm. Yeah, because yeah. like you're you're like, like still dealing with the thing that just times to catch it all. Yeah, no, yeah, because like if it was meant to be funny, like it's not. It just is. But then yeah. again, there's a few jokes like that in this film that either have an age or a product of their time, or just waved, just went along to went to me and did nothing. Yeah, there's one in particular uh, that involves a shrink ray. 
<laughs> yeah, that takes yeah, too long on that. Joke. That, that, that. So, <laughs> so yeah, there, there's some jokes that aren't going to land, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the boys trying to. Okay, so, oh God, I would have really loved to see the shoveler actually like shovel. That would have been fun. Yeah, they uh, they go to scout out Frankenstein's lair together, and they <laughs> screw it up, and they get curb stopped by other. Well, hold the on. Disco boys again. One of the jokes oh, yeah. that, like, I think sort of kind of landed, I got a chuckle out of it, was they get scared of a sprinkler. Yeah. No, yeah, like, oh, did we... I think I hit a tripwire. They don't think it's a different thing. They're you just hear this, like, slowly starting, and then the fucking thing goes off, and they get doused. Yeah. And it's that. I like that. That was a nice bit. Yeah. So, and yeah, this is the part, get... too, where you, you learn a little bit more about, like, that, again, they, <laughs> they kind of play fun with the, the superhero world where, like, the Disco Boys corner them, they're all surrounded them, and they pull out their guns, which are these fantastic, like, gold and silver chrome, look like something out of the, the uh, Shakespeare <laughs> reboot that they did oh, in the 90s. Yeah, the Romeo and Juliet, yeah. The Beretta sword. Yeah. Anyway, and, like, they just start, the, our heroes start laughing at them, like, well, what, that's your power? You got a gun? And they're like, <laughs> I love one of the guns until they get... And then this guy, comes the out and, the face. Well, this guy comes out with a pipe and Blue Rogers like, so what are you, like the disco plumber? You know, yeah. like, not, this doesn't make any sense. There's no like theme here. <laughs> yeah. And then they just beat like, the shit out of them. Oh, you got a chain? What? At least you can make it a gold chain. Like, <laughs> See, that was a good oh. suggestion. Though. Yeah, it was absolutely Actually. a good suggestion. But I like he's, he's like laughing off this lead pipe. I'm like, man, like. <laughs> well, like guns are, I love the idea too that they're like, despite their so-called powers, they just get defeated by a Glock. Like every time, <laughs> like they could do nothing against it. Yeah, they just get pistol whipped. So yeah, because <laughs> it's like okay, yeah, you're Captain Furious, but also he has a gun. <laughs> this is me. This is me just being like, yeah, all right. See, like they didn't kill him. No, you know, like how how bad can the Disco Boys be? You know, like they they didn't kill him. They could have killed him, just disappeared him. They're on our property. It's like fucking yeah, like stand your ground laws and shit, right? I guess there, I, I God, are there any police in this movie? Like the only no. car I see is at the end of the movie. It's like a Dodge Challenger. Oh, painted there was those, gray uh, and black. those two at the beginning that were, you know, yeah. terrorizing our heroes. Oh, oh hang hang on. yeah. Sorry. That's it. I think the feds are coming for me. <laughs> Again. I don't know if you guys are hearing that. No, no. Okay. Is it like all the sirens? No, it's like the, with the helicopter. It's right over my house again. Oh, 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 sorry. No, that's fine. Okay, I guess it's not me tonight, so we're okay. Maybe, Carry on. It's... Oh, incredible! I I do love the reality of you two just living in the epicenter of Spookville. <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry. one day it's a <laughs> one day it's an Apache helicopter, another day it's an Osprey, a flight of Ospreys. It's uh oh, it's a always something different. <clears throat> so God. they get the curb stomped, <laughs> and they it go is... back to the diner. They're asking, so they go to the diner. That's what you do. Yeah. They reconvene, they look like shit, and they're like, well, maybe we should recruit, which, you know, not a bad idea. And the, like, Furious makes, oh, is this one? No, he hasn't shown up yet. But Mm -mm. he makes an ass, Furious just makes an ass of himself, because he tries to, in a roundabout way, ask the nice diner waitress lady. The nice diner waitress lady, who's already alienated by being, like, a shit to her the night, a couple nights before. Mm -hmm. He decides, now, now it's my chance, I'm gonna go and hit on her. Strong incel internalized bullshit vibes. Boys, don't do this. No. Young men who may be listening to the podcast, don't, don't hit on wait staff. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's not a good scene. Like Tyler Durden, this is not a character to emulate. No, absolutely not. (laughs) 
It, it, and he fails, like because he just he absolutely it, fails, and she's really good about it too, because she absolutely shuts him down. She's uh, yeah. again another uh, talent that I think was wasted. She only has a couple lines in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Claire Forlani, that's her name. Claire yeah, Forlani. Yeah. If it wasn't for I mean, Bowler, women would be very underrepresented in this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's kind of it, again. I don't know. That keeps coming. That comes up a lot in films we cover, yeah. and I think it's just because like <laughs> the past sucked. Don't the industry? Yeah. yeah, yeah, is uh, a lot of. A lot of women don't have a lot of lines in it. Thankfully, Bowler is in the film and she makes up for it a lot, but it, it's not great for like supporting characters. Yeah, no. Jenny Garofalo just explodes in every mm-hmm. scene she's in. She's fantastic. Yeah. She she owns it. She really like, does carry a lot of the dialogue. Yes. Yeah. She does. She's really good at it. Did she start uh, shit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of, he weirdly tries to hit on this waitress, and she absolutely shuts him down. He comes up to her like trying to apologize, like, "Hey, I just want to be, you know, sorry. I felt scary, you know, the other night. You know, it can be really threatening." And she's like, "I don't find you threatening." Right? And he's like, <laughs> "He's like, no, no, that's very nice of you." She's like, "At all?" <laughs> like, <laughs> Which is such a great way to like fuck with a dude like that, where it's yeah. like, "Dude, I don't think you're anything. Like, yeah, you're, you're not just, dangerous. Shut the fuck up. Like, like you, I could you, take you." You pay the tab. He sees, it's, again, it's just one of these things. He sees that she's like looking at a, a, a Easy Rider like motorcycle magazine, and he he rides a motorcycle. So he's like, "Oh, yeah, I got a Harley." He's like, "Oh, you got a Harley?" And he's like, "Yeah, Harley compatible." compatible. They're basically the same engineering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the the oh God, she she shuts him down. He goes back dejected, and the nerds decide, "Yeah, we're going to recruit." Who they decide to recruit at their first uh, branching out is is Cal. From, from Keenan, Keenan and Kel. From Keenan and yeah. Kel. Kel Mitchell, an actor I actually grew up with because I used to watch a lot of Keenan and Kel as a child. Sure. Uh, who's the phenomenal actor? And I wish he was in more things because he's he was a actually, good player. He was he, hilarious. He, he was super fun in this. He's actually really good in this too. Uh, yeah. He plays Invisible Boy. Yep. Which he is plays another, Invisible Boy. Another like... great line because they go into his place and he's like, Hey Dad, I'm gonna go into my room with three strange men. It's, it's one of the best lines in the movie. One of the best it's lines. Equally parts hilarious and creepy, sad at the same time. Because like it's, you see, just, he's invisible boy. His parents don't his, see him. Nobody yeah, sees him. It's <laughs> his character. It's so good. It's <sighs> again. It's kind of like one of those backstories that could have been expanded a bit, a little bit. Is like, yeah, no, he really is kind of neglected. <laughs> well, then, then we go into his room, and it's the greatest bedroom in any child's history. I used to have all the wall comics. <laughs> oh, dude, his <laughs> door is uh, Martha Washington, the Frank yeah. character. Like, yeah, it's there's a, there's a Grendel cover. I, oh I mean, yeah, there's too much to see. There's yeah, too everything much is to positioned see. like purposefully. It's really good. so much comic books. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and good ones too. Yeah. Well, it's all indie stuff. Yeah. And like, this is where he, he goes on to explain to him that his superpower is that he can go invisible, but but only when no one is looking and only when he closes his own eyes so as not to see himself. <laughs> but how do you know if you're invisible? Well, you just <laughs> it's perfect. feel it. And then you they're like, it. okay, thank you for your time. And this, is, this, is, this is how conspiracy theories <laughs> And he's like, no, 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 wait, wait, no, 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 wait, wait. And like, this is how I feel about Bigfoot. Yes, they yeah. take him along on their networking adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he actually knows how to network. Oddly enough, really uh, well because yeah, he's, he's probably supposed to be like shit. like sixteen, maybe or seventeen. He's yeah, like he's you know, definitely younger than the rest of the team. Yeah, he's supposed to be a child, and he's actually really good at network. So like, but they, okay. they serve him alcohol later. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, at the bar, yeah, yeah. Hey, everything's like kind of in Cyrillic. I'm <laughs> sure. In whatever. Temple, who knows? Whatever's oh, happening yeah. in this world, I'm pretty sure drinking age has been lowered. Yeah, it's like 12 because 
Those oh, lines. Yeah. Again, he he comes. They go. They go to the diner to play. Oh God! I got okay. Before I forget, <sighs> there's something I picked up last night from the second viewing of this film because mm-hmm. he's going off of superheroes that he knows, mm-hmm. and there is a duo that I picked up. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. White oh, yeah, Flight. Yes, White Flight and Black Menace. Yes. They work together. White Flight and, and Black Menace. They work together. Jesus I, Christ! God help me. It. That's a guffaw. That one has. <sighs> Lucky Pierre and the French Tickler, Professor so Kelly. It's so fast, man. Like I, again, I didn't pick it up any other time I've ever seen this movie. That Who is one of the best line? lines in the whole movie. Just the list oh. of hero names. Is... I wonder if he improved them. Uh, I wouldn't I put it so. past him. Well, yeah. I mean, even if they were written, God bless him for remembering them and delivering them that way. Seriously. It, it seemed like he was familiar, like he was pulling yes. them from memory. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's Hell, at this point, he has so much experience acting. Like for oh, you, yeah. for his age, like for, for his, his age, age time, yeah. yeah. Like so, yeah. He's great, but that was the one where I, that got me, where I'm like cringing, but also laughing. Well, they, yeah, they brutal. They should have done more of that Looney Tunes kind of like subtle, like stitch that kind of stuff into it. Yeah, because no you kid know? was going to get that. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just a list of names, you know, like. A, no. But white flint <laughs> and black menace. Oh yeah. God, help me! Comedic genius. See that book. <laughs> I um, don't. Oh, this is also the scene where depends on who writes it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> this is also the scene where we meet the screen. Yes, yes, yes. All Rubens. Okay, so I watched Paul a lot of behind the, the making, a lot of behind the scenes uh, interviews, and Paul Rubens was the only one who didn't break character in any of his interviews. I don't know if he's a method guy for comedy, but like it was, it was amazing. He well, he, he's Pee Wee all the time, and then like he's doing this movie, so he's the spleen for a while. Yeah, and, and he flips he, that switch back. I, all I know is he went all the fuck in. And he did hilarious. Yeah, it shows. It honestly, his performance it fucking shows that he oh, didn't break. That he was just the spleen, and he is this overly confident. I love a confident, ugly man. I really yes. do because he is disgusted. He's that's the thing. I don't he's, even get the sense he's, he's greasy. He's greasy. He's got a bunch of zits. I I relate. I'd, I'd say he's disgusting, but this was me in high school. Like, sure, like, like motherfucker. And the motherfucker's got confidence. Got platform shoes on. Like, oh, yeah. it's incredible. Another he, interesting he disco like pull for his costume. Yeah, very much so. Like his costume's weird. totally disco outfit. Yes, he's got this kind of way of talking. It just but yeah, he's got a. Uh, um, a speech impediment, and he goes on to tell this story about how he was cursed. Oh, and, uh, oh and my god, no, it's so good. Farts so are a superpower. He farted, blamed it on a, uh, and I apologize, gypsy woman. <laughs> so bad. Who cursed him? Yeah. So that you know, you know, like because he said, uh, you know, now whoever dealt it, you, you know, or smelt it, you dealt it, like or something like that. But he's able to snipe people with his farts. Like, and the the funny thing gotta, is, they all can't stand him they almost get up to leave when yeah. he's like coming around mm-hmm. and they're foiled by the waitress bringing their food so clearly they weren't just leaving right. he's uh, the only one out of all of them who actually has a superpower has a power, right? right he fucking <laughs> killed those people yeah and uh yeah. interesting little uh, aside here the tall guy behind the bar at the diner is mm-hmm. uh king gusher the director huh. oh shit nice he's like the last guy that gets knocked out by the fart he falls fantastic mm-hmm. all right Yes, that's his cameo. Cheers, bud. <laughs> like good effort. Yeah, we really love the spleen. No, that that well, they, they, he's like, like want a demonstration. They're like, yeah. no, and he pulls all these like clothes pins out. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Jeff puts one on his nose. It's trigger based. You have to pull his finger for it to work. 
and he, he's like checking the distance like three meters you know yeah. here's the wind from this direction from the know. air conditioning yeah and it's like he, he does like four shots and it just takes these people down at the breakfast bar you know like one after the other it's, it's pretty fantastic and so every time this movie you, you start to think like it's either getting a little too samey or a little too something they, they put something like this in or like mm-hmm. you know 10 minutes ago we got invisible boy now we got this guy and another five minutes we're gonna and just they keep hitting you with these yeah. new levels of complexity that are just hilarious because they build up really nicely it's so good because yeah. at that this point of the film you're gonna be like okay invisible boy is hit or miss that might not be real but then you meet the spleen and later you meet the bowler which mm-hmm. apparently <laughs> goes to real oh yeah I, there's <laughs> There's this wonderful moment at the diner there too, where they're like, "Well, we got to have a meetup. Like, if we have like a bar, dude's like, uh, Invisible Boy's like, yeah, if you have a barbecue and you bring like beers and shit, people will show up." Yeah, no, says, he says, uh, <laughs> "The mooch." He says, "The mooch factor is pretty high with this crowd." Mooch factor well, is that, pretty. That's high, the first yeah. thing when he tells you he's networking. He's like, "Yeah, I hang out at all the costume shops, all the comic book stores, martial arts stores," and you're like, "Yeah, that's that's exactly where you're going to meet weird. these people." Yo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Still true to this day. <laughs> Yo. But then they're like, but if you had a pool, it'd be a done deal. And they all look at Shoveler and he's like, no. No, no, no. And then you get... cut to his wife's like, if I, anything I, happens, if anyone like I wrote shits it down. in the pool. One person you know, vomits in my pool. Y'all, I'm yeah. going to divorce you. And he's like, I understand. No, it's completely reasonable. Says, like, says, that's fair. It's fair. <laughs> she's right. This whole yes, thing, she she's right the entire time. It's fucking incredible it's such a great and then like around her is like a fucking frat party of costumes like oh it's insane uh and then then okay so we get god there's too many to count i have the waffler just because of how much i hated that because can we can we one of us tell the story of the waffler well so they're holding these tryouts and they're they're like at a table and all these so uh proposed superheroes are coming and introducing themselves they're telling about their power and it's a pretty good scene where you're seeing a bunch of like different you know a couple seconds of each person and a couple mm-hmm. of them have a little more lines and one of those is dane cook as the waffler which oh so bad is, Dave hated, knew? but he could have done hey, this nobody knew who he was no okay. one knew who he was at this, this point it's like 95 he's 99 99 99 i'm sorry he's fine in this moment but i think if i i've read somewhere okay so when he shows up He's holding an electric waffle iron. That's busted. That's broken. It's like in, in two pieces, basically. Yeah. And he's wearing a t-shirt with waffle burns on it. And, uh, what, and a utility it? belt with some truth syrup. Right. And it's sugar-free. <laughs> but, like, the character wasn't supposed to be this when they talked <sighs> about it. He was supposed to be a guy who couldn't decide. And that would have been waffler. great. Yeah. Yeah. And then later he also mistakes. He says, Waffle Man. It's like, no, you you wanted to come here as Waffle Man. The part is for the waffler, sir. Right, right, right. Yeah, weren't they like the director was like legitimately angry at him? Yeah, but they kept it in. Surprise me, but it's not not funny. But if the name is the waffler, I, I guess I get what he did, you know. Yeah, he I went mean, physical with it. Some people like, find well, Gallagher funny. Medium. Right. Yeah, this is one of the jokes that kind of like it's it's fun. I, I don't like Dane Cook, but this wasn't like this wasn't on the level of his performance in waiting. <laughs> he gets points for that. Yeah. But this isn't awful. It just doesn't. It's the first one. So they get it out of the way. Yeah. It, they don't linger on it. They all look bored, which I was at that point. And then we get like pencil head. Who's not a vampire. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, uh, again, kind of like I don't know how early this is in his career, but it's kind of like it's uh, fucking Doug Jones without makeup. On. Jones. Crazy, yeah. it's who's, crazy. Who's funny? It's funny because what we do in the shadows, he's hot as fuck. Uh, yeah, he's fucking great. He's fucking great. He's like legitimately cause like oh, he's hot in this. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> like so honestly, funny. I would hi- I would have hired ballerina man because if have you have you ever if, met a ballerina, ballerina man comes up and totally looks like a vampire. He got this big black cape yeah. and shit on. He's got like, the, like a ma- half mask over his face and he's it, looking it, all sinister. Like Anton LaVey. Yeah, and then he like opens the cloak and he's got a tutu on. But I mean, I didn't that, think that was a deal breaker. They were no. very not into it. But he yeah, was like, like fit. You know, he could have kicked somebody's ass. Sure. Again, at the time, that was supposed to be the joke because it's yeah. 1999 that it's a man in a, a tutu a dress. It did, I wrote yeah, here, that one did I wrote my notes, for me. Ballerina man maligned. Yes, yeah. I, I like. I don't know. That was that. Again, that's a joke that kind of fell. Another one that feels right up here, and they're going to say it's like they have a, like a, a double entry for a Wonder Woman type character, and then yeah. there's a long yeah. scene where they're cat fighting, uh, and that's like the, that's, that's the, the joke. joke. They're cat that's fighting. It. That's it. Yeah. That's and that's, I was like, yeah. what is this Porky's? Like, I'm not. Right. No, that's not and my. Here's, here's the weird thing about that though. Mm. They're wearing like Wonder Woman esque yeah. costumes, but they're wearing like shirts with sleeves. Like yeah, like shirts, really skin, yeah. skin shirts I mean? and tights. It right. just gives the impression of two like scaly clad women fighting, which is not really that. So I guess it's still PG thirteen <sighs> and okay, but that yeah. don't need to be in there. Because they did a funny one in a minute where the last lady comes out and she's like, "I'm the PMS Avenger. I only work four days a month. Is that a problem?" Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, "Nope, nope." It's just. And she's like, whatever. Yeah. She 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 rocked. She yeah. was my favorite. Anyway, that taken, one was well yeah. done. But you know, that one was good. Yeah. Had two Wonder Women duking it no, out. That was really again the the gender politics. Of this movie is weird. Yeah, it's really baffling. I think because again the time nineteen ninety nine and it I don't know party like it's nineteen ninety nine baby. Yeah. Uh, how about we don't? Why two K going on? Everybody was just like the world should have exploded. Everybody I'm thought sorry. that they beat AIDS. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So the. So the party's the best over. Hero. The still best had hero. Some, still, still had some twin towers. <laughs> <laughs> so the second, the, the other best hero shows up. Well, we don't they the, end the? Uh, they end yeah. the whole thing. Okay, it's over. Yeah, right. um, pool is wrecked. The house is wrecked. And then a last minute entry is um, is this lady, Janine Garofalo, comes in looking like a like a tank girl meets bowler. She looks mm-hmm. like she came out of like a bowling roller derby, which sounds incredibly dangerous. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's much better. Yeah, <laughs> incredibly dangerous. She's, she's got like black eyeliner and some like green streaks in her hair. Yeah, she's looking. She looks great. Yeah, she does. She really does. I have a crush on her. Sure. And like they're not impressed, and they're like, "Nah, you can go pretend to be a superhero somewhere else." And she <laughs> takes out her bowling ball, which is magically en- enchanted with uh, a ghost. And there was a man's to- skull inside it this proceeds is- to once again show show some powers so it's somebody who has a supernatural power it's fantastic mm-hmm. yeah. so this thing can fly and then bounce off of things and then it returns to her and she catches it in the bowling bag yeah <laughs> it's, it's a, awesome it's a every ball. time her power is a possessed bowling ball possessing the soul of her dead father which has his decapitated yeah. skull inside it oh they, yeah. what did they say they, at one point somebody asked her like hey did you did you put your father's skull Nah, guy at the pawn shop did it, and that no, was yeah. a pro, pro shop. shop. Pro shop. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, nah, pro shop did it. And I was just nah, like, oh, guy at the pro shop did it. Such a good line. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, you find out that she is the daughter of Carmine the Bowler, who was this old superhero, and they talk. This is when again one of the better lines in the movies. They're like, oh, I understand he died under some mysterious circumstances, and she says, uh, yeah, he came home late one night and fell down an elevator shaft onto some bullets. <laughs> 
And they're like, I always suspected some foul play. As have I. <laughs> yeah. No, I like her backstory. Uh, I do like it too, because funny enough, I like her character because they characterize her father because she talks to, it's assumed she talks to the bowling ball, ball talks to her <laughs> and she talks back. And, and nobody I can pre- hear it. Only no, she and I can pre- hear it. I appreciate they just let it happen. Yep. <laughs> I really do. Nobody comments on it. Probably safer if you don't. Oh, her reactions are fantastic. It's so I, good. I, I, you have to know that that's got to be some of her heaviest ad lib right there. Dude, the, the bar scene uh, that we'll get to later is so good. Hands down, she has some of the like my favorite lines in it. It's still my favorite line is at the end of the movie. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. she's like here, you know, at the bar. We'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into well, it. characterizes There's it too. There's a couple because... several times where she's having a little convo with the then like yeah. this is one of the better jokes in the whole movie. And they're setting up for a joke later and just it's chef's kiss. It's so good because oh, yeah. they're in the, they're in. Shoveler's car. They're all crammed into this fucking incredible oh, looking shitty well, car. At first, well, they, at first, hang on. Before mm. <laughs> the way they let her in the team is is uh you this know she wants to come in and most people are okay with it. And Furious is trying to be a badass. He says, We're an elite cadre cadre And he's like cadre. Cadre. <laughs> so like, yeah. And then good. they both jump the table to shake her hand, like you're in everybody else except for him. He's all yeah. like pouty about it. He's such a dick. He's yeah. such a, it's like such an edge lord. He doesn't like girls. Yeah, like the dynamic between the two team. of them is just brilliant. Like they just yeah. they go at it. Oh so yeah, they do. They're, yeah, they're crammed into Shoveler's incredible looking shitty car. It's this amazing. It's like it's a six like station wagon with fins on the back and everything. fins. Yeah, oh, it's amazing. But, but like it was like found in like the Mad Max apocalypse. Like it looks like shit. But then painted blue. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. With white highlights. It's fantastic. And, oh God, Bowler has the best fuck. Like, again, her conversations with her dead dad characterize him a lot because in his name is Carmine the Bowler. And if, as someone from New Jersey, if that doesn't scream racist, weird Italian man, uh, I don't know what does. Because apparently he is. She's because- talking with the skull and she's like, uh, he's into. Well, first of all, Raja is explaining away his character and why he is. And then she's like, hang up, Dad, no, he is neither a fruit nor a commie. Yeah. <laughs> <She's> a <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. And everybody in the car is hearing this. It's like, ah. Yeah, they just well, let I, it I like the part too is that uh I think it was Raja. Blue Raja asks, like, what what's his name? And, and she tells him Carmen. <laughs> Later, just very, very and I won't describe the rest of it, but like he's like, Oh, and we're here with Sam. <laughs> and she's like, Carmen. Yeah. He does that a couple of times. He does it with her in the first place. Right. Her name. Yeah. Evelyn, just forget. She's like Claire. They're like he just pulled it out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> and later, like that one, he forgot. Like obviously oh, like, Sal. Carmen. But he rolls with it. He's just like, yeah. Oh, it comes to mind. I kind of wonder if that was ad-libbed. Honestly, I hope it was. Cause that was actually pretty good. Oh, they, they do a lot of like, uh, there's all right one thing this movie does well is when a good joke lands and they do a callback the callback's <laughs> almost always worth it because they're yeah. all comedians they're all they, yeah. it's really well done yeah yeah that there's i man i'd love to see a documentary about this me too honestly like give uh, it the super so mario treatment <laughs> like if I, you buy the dvd extended version and it not only has uh cut scenes but it also has a director commentary with kinka usher Oh, and fuck. it's worth the watch. Like being okay. a nerd that watches those, like not all of them are worth watching. Director mm-hmm. commentaries, actor commentaries. This one is one that you learn. Hmm. There's so much more that I, I I couldn't find a copy of it um uh for to watch for this this time. Mm-hmm. But um, this it's it's really good. It's worth it if you're gonna go watch it, or if you're gonna rewatch it. All right. All right. <laughs> so they fuck up a limo. <laughs> and... Well, no. Uh, yes, they do. But they see. Okay. 
So they see uh, Casanova's <laughs> limo. They decide they're going to pull a U-turn and like confront him. Pras like notices they're being followed. <laughs> yes. Again, one of his like six lines, in the if movie. that, yeah, six words that he says. Uh, delivered well, though. You know, you believe it. But um, mm-hmm. uh, so this scene where they like they they meet Casanova and they confront him and they're supposed to like buck up his limo mm-hmm. and like it's the most ineffective, least <gasps> love it. damage done most undoing of their oh. own work like step by step it's like it just it's so ineffectual it's and, what we would do it's literally they well, saw the bad guy and they're like yo let's go fuck let's that get him. let's right. get him and the convo they have like they get out of their car in casanova's line is like okay i'd like a cheeseburger <laughs> i would like a cheeseburger so and the fries yeah and so he's, a bunch of shit and he's like in a diet coke like yeah. he, he's not even paying attention no, but they're doesn't all care like, below him <laughs> That's not diet fun. Pepsi with no ice. Shoveler does a real cool thing with his hat and the shovel, where he like <laughs> launches Mister so Furious on top of the car, but and like it starts out like so well, but like and especially Mister Furious for somebody who ostensibly spends his days wrecking cars, he does mm-hmm. the least damage. Yes, he doesn't even dent it. He just doesn't even car. have a weapon. He just He's goes like, at it with his bare hands and like okay, the engine smokes a little bit, but like. That it's was like just open perfect. palms smacking it. He's trying to pull, pry, <laughs> pry the, the the hood ornament off with his fingers. Uh, Shoveler does some good damage on the side of it, but then like uh, yeah. Roger Shoveler, comes and yeah. keys the area that's already yeah. dented <laughs> with one of his forks. <laughs> and at one point, they they lock the windows shut, which is kind of cool because they locked him in there with some farts from yes, yeah, Spleen um, fucking gets them from Spleen. Yeah. But then they bash the window out with a bowling ball. So they let him free again. It's like everything they affect, they right. do something to foil themselves and then all hop in their car and drive away like they did a great job. Yeah. Uh, and Casanova just gets out and he looks at the damage and he laughs. Yeah. He fucking, he fucking loves it. It's like, yeah. this is, he's like, this is funny as shit to him, which, you know, for a genocidal maniac, I'll give him points for that to be at least yeah. somewhat good natured. Yeah. About a it. modern film would immediately have him give chase in just this long, protracted, pointless battle. Yes. You know, they're like, I'm mad. You messed up my car. Like, Casanova no. doesn't give a yeah. shit. He they just let him coming. go. For now. Yeah. We'll get to that. But uh, so, yeah, just like for for such a scene of like trying to be badasses and doing something, they just like <laughs> barely do so anything. They got to celebrate. Go to a bar to celebrate. And this is <laughs> some of my favorite that, shit that is in this it. little fucking 90 seconds, three minutes, whatever, <laughs> we're in this bar. All yeah. right, go for it. Because she's like, talking to the like the bowling ball like is talking to her and i can't remember what she says back but she like at the very end of her line she picks up the beer gives it a look picks up her beer again <laughs> like there's this hesitation where she's like side eyeing the fucking bowling ball he's like which no, by just, the way is yeah, sitting yeah. on a bur- like a bourbon like this yeah, like, yeah. <clears throat> which, it's like balanced she's having that. a good conversation with raja about right. like things and stuff and like Carmine, I guess, kind of digs into her. She's like, I'm an adult. I'm allowed to have grown-up conversations in a, in a bar-like setting. In a bar-like setting, right. Yeah, I'm allowed to drink. Himself. I'm an adult. <laughs> like, her whole thing right there is really funny. And then, like, Spleen decides he wants to hit on her. And she's, <laughs> she's her line here is something like, Spleen, there's not enough beer in the universe. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah. sincere. It's, it's the it's second so sorry. sorry. is so sorry. fucking devastating. It's great. <laughs> It's so fucking funny. <laughs> I am I'm pr- sorry. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, like, like, uh, don't be the creepy guy on the team. But if you are, at least oh, at least Spleen, man. like oh god. Well, Spleen understands consent. He just nods. He does. And, 
takes it in turn and strides. He shot, turns he, around. He shot a shot, you know, he's like, eh, whatever. But he's sitting there next to uh underage drinker. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. The, 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 well, you know, there's a lot of Cyrillic around. There's a lot of Japanese. They lower their Korean. I don't know. But the point is they probably lowered on. the drinking age to like 12. <laughs> but then, you know, he's probably 25 in this fucking movie. Probably. Yeah, absolutely. He's actually like, playing like a 16-year-old the man. He's a 25-year-old man. I'm looking at this room in which I'm recording and looking at what I have pinned to my wall. And it's mm. like, mm, it's not that, but it's I get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's there. So they're drunk as fuck. And they're walking home. <laughs> And I guess forking Casanova's car got him irked off a little bit. Mm. Because the Disco Boys decide, okay, we're just going to gank these fucks. Yeah, and the Disco Boys just, are waiting for him. We're just lined up like a firing squad. And they're like, ready? Aim. And then Wes Studi, <laughs> who can, in fact, in real life, cut guns with his mind. I have no doubt. Save Absolutely. saves their life. And they're like, <laughs> uh, uh, what do we do? Run. Yeah. And then they run and they get into like weird, like, Carriage like Chinese yeah. carriages. So yeah. the, the, the they didn't even take the was... car they showed up in. Yeah, there's a car there. They just ran, off. ran a car. But yeah, he did hop like right into that rickshaw. <clears throat> that's what <laughs> I was kidding. You know what? That's fucking hilarious. I, I give that point. All right, like, that's a uh, car. I yeah, know. this is where this this is where we meet the, the Sphinx character that they had been talking about earlier, who was terribly so... mysterious, and who uh, honestly, again, a lot of the stuff that was left on the cutting floor was introducing this character who has off screen been like tailing them and like mm. kind of evaluating them. And this was, I guess the point in the story where he decides to reach out. And uh, he is a, um, a public domain character. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yes. Right. This is a, like, defunct, a defunct property. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Which and I would like, the... uh, like ideas for anyone listening to this. You should totally do that. Terribly mysterious. Yeah. yeah. Like something different than fan fiction. You know what I mean? Where yeah. like you're, Taking these public domain things and just being like, I can do this. Fuck you. Here's my story. Well, I think mm. like the terror was probably the best use of that ever. If you look that up, like it's mm. a superhero comic that was based on like all um, public access, like shit oh, from yeah, like yeah. the 30s. Cool. That's dope. With like right. ultra realistic paintings, like as the art style. But to be clear, uh, I don't, I'm not saying fanfic's bad. I'm just saying like, hey, check this out. There's yeah, this like, shit you can do, that nobody you can knows do this. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of a weird way, like we were talking about earlier, without that knowledge of that stuff going on off screen it's mm. almost like he's just spoken into existence when they needed right. him to be. because like again they're they, they've got all these guns in front of them uh they're about to get executed i think they're gonna think on like uh, isn't the, he can cut guns in half you know like isn't that like one of the first things they say before we actually meet invisible yeah. Boy yeah. And, that's two yeah. things you learn about the sphinx when they talk about it it's he's and he terribly never, mysterious yeah and then william macy again he like he thinks he's like plus he can like cut guns in half with his mind yeah. and then Raja's like I hadn't heard that so it's like, again it's like are they just like fucking with us and bringing this stuff into being by maybe I mean wanting it, is, it to be it is like it's a really comical cool. plot yeah, where it's, it's like really da, cool. da, 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 da. but I don't know it, I I like his character he's a wasted he's actor he's so funny uh, so they're all he is terribly mysterious in everything the, he fucking says is a zero yard. sum like equation yes so it's okay. fantastic he's like uh <laughs> You must be like the wolf pack, not like the six pack. I mean, there's like dozens of them because these right. are the throwaways that are just like so. And that's the only way he communicates. It's the only way he communicates. In the oh, world. and Ben Stiller calls him out on one like <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Is that what you're going to say? Is that, huh? you know, like, yeah, so fucking solid. So the group, re- they regroup in the junkyard and Spike Furious is bitching. They ask Sphinx to basically train them to be like their 
older super we get no inf- also we get like no information that the sphinx actually knows what he's doing right he's just really good at convincing does people seem really he's... confident compared to everybody else at this yeah point. right like, part of that it's... is his mystery i think mm-hmm. pretty much yeah well and he also actually did cut a bunch of guns in half so like that is true <laughs> that is know. very true like the bowler he has some efficacious uh, so, we, so we start training them in a place that looks like nowhere else in the film. It's like a pine like yeah, like weird... like barren or a swamp or something. Yeah. No, they're like, it's like tropical. It, it's weird. Like they're by water. It's very green. There's we like also something land. different. We don't There's know what sand. it is. <laughs> There's a lot of sand. It's like yeah. a marsh. I got the idea. It was like a marsh that they're camping in. I'm just like, it's very bright. mosquitoes like out there. Yeah. But yeah, they have a campsite where they have set up like an entire professional costume shop. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure. They're going through a lot of motivational speaker stuff. And this is, again, one of the better scenes in the movie where Sphinx is all leading him in this, I believe in my powers. And they're all saying, I believe in my powers. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe in the powers of my teammates. And they can not, one of they them. Like, they have like superhero I confidence camp. It's really funny. Power of my team. It's like, I believe in myself. Not in my team. Like, <laughs> it's really fantastic. Also, this scene, however, gets an automatic deduction of eight points for using the song All Star by Smash Mouth. This, yeah. We had to talk about this at some point. I just, mm-hmm. Yeah, we reached this that song point. It'll come up later. Not... We gotta. We want you, the listener, if you've never seen it, to know it happens. It's been everywhere. It was yeah. everywhere. It was used on everything. It was... It's used twice in this movie. Just, yeah. No, that, we'll get to that point deduction later. And then, but... even though this movie bombed, they reused it in Shrek and Inspector everything. Gadget and a bunch of other song- movies, and it just... Let me, At the time, like look, you couldn't get away from this song. Everywhere. It was in every you bar, yeah, it was in every radio station because oh, that was one of the things we could listen to. It's I'm good on it. MTV, um, VH1, every, uh-huh. it was, it was licensed to fucking back. Like I remember when I heard that Moby had licensed the entirety of Play for commercial use, <laughs> and I was like, you know what, you've been around long enough. Fuck it. Uh-huh. That wasn't as ubiquitous as fucking All Star. It's everywhere. And there and was the like movie is, shit was in a ton of shit, you know. But like they no. they made that song for this movie. This movie appears in the video, like bits from this. Movie. No it's shit, good. yeah. Did not know that. Yeah. Okay, Automatic so deduction that's, of three hundred points. That's right? a like two letter grade deduction. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's wow. I'm, just, oh. I'm telling you, the people at the studio, like they 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 had an idea what they wanted to do, and they weren't sure what was going to happen, so they just kept piling stuff onto it and <laughs> made a lot of really bad decisions. For instance. Danny DeVito was originally approached to direct and he was going to play the shoveler, but he oh walked God. away because they wanted to go a different way with the music for the movie. Oh. And apparently this is where the, the way they went. Smart they should have let DeVito fucking direct it, man. Yeah. Because and the one death to Smoochie? Yeah. The, uh, Dude, come on. Yeah. Which is basically, oh, because that's the thing. Like I could understand why he walked away literally for the soundtrack because it could have been literally just been this song's fault because this might, song, they, they might already had this song lined up and it was like, this is just terrible. <laughs> yeah. It has no place in the movie. It, fe- it has a, to- a feel. It's a, it's it, a, fe- it feels right, like look, nothing else in the film. Earworm doesn't equal good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me just yes. get that out there because mm-hmm. there's some tracks that are like hooky and fucking, I dig it because whatever, you know, you're all different piles of chemicals that experience things. At the time, they should have got like they should have got like uh, Primus or Ween to do this the song for this movie. Ween would have been great. Yeah. Anyways, oh, so the group they're hugging it out. They Hang make on, costumes. Furious is being a bitch. He's impatient. Furious is being a dick, and he's a little upset because Sphinx is kind of edging out his leadership position. And this is the right. part where you're saying earlier where he's, he comes up with another little syllogism. He says, 
if you do not learn to master your rage, and he cuts them off, he says, my rage will become my master. That's huh? what you're going to say, right? Yeah, I'd love <laughs> it. Yeah. Not necessarily. That that was all in, del- <laughs> uh, uh, all in the delivery right there. Like, that, yeah. that was 100% like Stiller's reaction, his fucking timing on that. Everything about that was him in that moment. And that's when he decides to like fuck off. He's like, I'm gonna go do my own thing. I'm gonna catch him myself. And he's trying it, to get them all to go. And yeah. it's, it's who's with me? They're like, they no. keep calling Blue Raja Jeff. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. Because <laughs> it just becomes like the norm. Yeah, they know him. Like, no. Yeah, like, it's just but they just keep calling him Jeff. Like, what is the shoveler's name? I don't remember. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah, me neither. It doesn't matter because they just keep. That's because the shoveler suits, and they kind of acknowledge early in the film that like Blue Raj is kind of a stupid name because they doesn't wear blue. He doesn't wear blue. So that's just part of why he's defending it to everybody. It's like, yeah, know your history. It really does make sense. It's literally a Wikipedia. (laughs) Like his whole thing about it. It's painful. Amazing. (sighs) So they they ask the Sphinx, "Well, what do we do now?" Furious just left, and it's essentially like, "Well, we have." of firepower, lack of manpower can be made up for with the addition of firepower. Again, it's one of these. He's not yeah, wrong. If you want to go up, you go down. <laughs> enter mm-hmm. left, you go right. That's so, right. Enter weights. If you want to go up, you go down. That's what's up. So, uh, so yeah, they go, they go visit. Uh, <laughs> they go visit Doctor uh, Heller, who lives Heller, at the abandoned yeah. amusement park. His address says he lives at the abandoned Heller amusement park grounds. So I guess his family used to run the amusement park. Oh, and okay. now he's a math scientist who lives there. It's um, just this fucked up amusement park in the middle of a dry wasteland further raising it's one of the questions in the Mad Max video game where you would go to upgrade the hunchback thing that's on the back of your car. Yeah, <laughs> like it just raises further questions to the situation of Earth at the moment. Like is Champion City a Mega City 1 type deal? <laughs> Definitely. You know, like this is the old I, abandoned fairground that the Scooby-Doo kids come to. There's no while. sense of how long it took them to get there. No, because yeah. they're singing. They're like, there is no sense either. Yeah, there. It could have. Oh been. yeah, what there was? What is the song playing? I oh fuck. Well, they have to like find them. They have to walk up in there and like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, I, I'd like to think a couple of loose chickens. I, I'd like, yeah, I'd like to think this is just how Waits lives because he's just so casual and his his character can barely be called a character, even though I know he's acting it out. Oh, but it's like absolutely. it's so natural for him. Yeah, absolutely. there's just chickens everywhere. And uh, actually, this where Garofalo says like. Who wants to rent a chicken? And it's just like that is so. That's such a. <laughs> I do not want to make like, that thought experiment. Who wants to rent a chicken here for what wants, purpose? Yeah. What for? Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, what, is it, what do you do? Like, there's what nude is, mannequins, like full nude, like boobies, detailed there are boobies in this movie. But some serious plastic. Buffalo Bill, Silence of the Lambs yeah, vibes. Right. It's got like stripper panties on, with, like bills tucked <laughs> into it. It's you know, it, 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 there's weapons, like homemade weapons everywhere. And, and, then and you turn the corner. It's just weights on one leg, playing God, playing, playing God knows what. Something it's he like made. A bird cage with a cello bird cage theremin or something. It's like a yeah, because there's an yeah. electric sound to it. Too. Anyways, so it's weights him being weights. Yeah, it's yeah. just him being normal. His himself. This there's, seems normal to me. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> it, again, it's like he wasn't cast. It's kind of like he just showed up, and it's like, all right, be weights. Got it. Mm-mm. Like, here, here, we'll give you this money. All you got to do is have you say these words every day. Even when he was Renfield, I'm like, oh, I think this is how he is like on any on a bad Monday. You know, <laughs> another, like another behind the scenes with him. Uh, so through this whole thing, he's got like he's got his hands up in the air whenever he's talking. It's very weightsy. And, and then you realize <laughs> like, he's like, 
when I came to set, you know, I was really, um, <clears throat> I have to clear my throat. I'm not trying to imitate, <laughs> but so when I came to the set, I was a little, you know, these guys are all professional actors. I couldn't remember my lines or anything. And uh, yeah. Hank Azira, he told me, man, just uh, write your lines on your hand, you know, and, and just look at it when you're, when you're up there, you don't know what your lines are. And I think he took it to another level. Like I'm pretty sure Hank Azaria meant like to peek at your hand instead of yeah. like, <laughs> to act with your hand. So it's directly in front of you, but it it's, works. He it did really it really well. Like I didn't notice. I didn't I, notice. I didn't. You told me that even a while ago and I forgot again <laughs> to like look for that because every time he's on the screen, he's a fucking flaming cannonball. Yes. He's just like the most fun. <laughs> like I want to hang out there, what and he the talks fuck? softly. Like he has this gravelly kind of soft voice. Yeah. Well, he lets it go for you. He gives yeah. you a couple, but like it's. Oh. And so uh, you know they, they they get to talking to him, they, and they learn <laughs> humorously enough that he is a non-lethal weapons designer, which right. they just thought was patently ridiculous. And no, like Jane Garofalo is the best with it. She's like, "We'll see ourselves out." Yep. And she goes, uh, "This is why a." Mad scientist is less preferable than your garden variety scientist. <laughs> uh, she's so good at it. She's yeah. yeah, they want uh. nothing to do with him. They walk out, and Waits shows back up, and he just screams. I think it was like incoming or fire. Yeah, it was in like, hole. was it fire in a hole or was it incoming? I, I think, think it was it incoming. Is. Yeah, but he gives you the that's just one of the waits as he's giving you the like the you know, like yeah, yeah, died yeah. screaming shit. And he was like incoming. It just throws a can grenade at them it says can it tornado had, just like at, yeah at, at the spleen <laughs> at spl- yeah at spleen, at spleen and a fucking green okay the cgi wasn't that bad i'm i'm of the <laughs> opinion the cgi was not that bad it's, it it's on the level of like it was a yeah, music like, video like level. space jam yeah, yeah it, it was fine I and mean, a green tornado comes out and just captures spleen and spins him all about throws him into the fucking air disappears and drops him what looks painfully onto a car. And he farts. <laughs> and he farts, of course. That's the other part. Like when, when they came in, she's like, Dr. Heller. And she's like, shouldn't we see a diploma first? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but that one's... That, that one's one... over. They come back inside. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, we were introduced to the gun that shrinks clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Based uh, on commonly available dry cleaning technology. Makes perfect uh, sense. He says it could shrink clothes to the point where you can't even breathe. Mm-hmm. Uh, which doesn't sound very non-lethal to me. He has a quote-unquote <laughs> blame thrower, which that's is amazing. Yeah, that's one of the better ones. Which just makes it's... you bicker by some sort of antediluvian mind control, I guess. It's incredible. <laughs> it just makes you argue with each other. Pretty good. Yeah, for any team, break it up any team. Yeah. So Furious walks. We cut back to Furious. Yeah, he manages to talk the waitress. Uh, Oh God, I hate that I can't remember her character's name. Monica. 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 He he, he meant just to like actually walk Monica home because he shows peaks of who he actually is to her. You know, mm-hmm. like, this is a really actually this is a really good scene. Yeah, because she's breaking him down in a way, but she's not doing it. He's just look. Uh, she's not gonna like me if I'm this asshole. She's making him confront himself about right. his like uh, his act, his shtick. She can whatever. like see the potential. Yeah, which is like good, good in theory, but it ends up backfiring for uh, in, in the last half of the movie. But it's, yeah. it's you know, it's character development, hundred percent for sure. He yeah, gets there yeah. to himself. He gets it to himself. Like he actually gets to talk to like a quote unquote normal person who's kind of removed from his subculture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it kind of takes him out of his shell a little bit. Where you know, yeah. and the way it happens is great because he starts out like, yo, hey, uh, you know, when you get done, and she's like half hour. He's like, oh, you know, I'd like to, you know, walk you home because I, I learned this like new 
judo moves. It's dangerous, yeah. Captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Like, Pretty dangerous. It's amazing like, when MIA, you know. She's like rolling her eyes, and, and then he's just like, and it also, I think it'd just be nice to walk home with you. Yeah. It just know, turns out like the you, macho bullshit doesn't actually work. Yeah, yeah just be it's honest. Fucking let's be true. honest. Creepy as it may be, just be honest, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's a true moment. Like it's it's this is this is cool. This is And she way. sees that. Like she sees like the person that's actually tucked into the layer. Again, his character would be so much more interesting if we just knew a little bit more about his backstory. Like Right, like his real his, name. Yeah, like he's well, yeah, I, I like we'll the reveal. Of his, I like that's the reveal. Of, yeah, I like the reveal of his real name, but like the idea of like I get it. A lot of nerds don't want to be themselves, but like him, it's like a totally different thing. Yeah. It's it, it, and the, yeah, and this is the part too where he's talking about and he's like, you know, and they're all gonna go off on this mission and I really wanted to go with them. And she's like, Well, why don't you just go back? And he's like, Yeah, yeah, I guess I could do that, huh? Like I'm all furious. I could just I could just go and they're all mad and do whatever I want. And she's like, Yeah, or, or just or just or just go Apol- back and say you're or, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> or just apologize. And he's like, Oh, it's gotta be like, how do you sort of an angry way to say you're sorry? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> The answer is yes, but that's Claire Forlani. Also, she was in, yeah. uh, I think, Chasing Amy and yes. Mallrats, I believe, right? Or was it Mallrats? Or was it both? She was in a few things. I like, I like oh, her. Yeah, she's she's great. as an actress. Yeah. yeah, she's wonderful. She's really I, great. Whatever happened? Like, she's still in shit. I hope she's still in shit. I hope she's on one of those like long running TV shows. Yeah, I want her to at least get. She's work like still or, like get paid. Seriously. Yeah. So after great. that, we go to. Where, where are my notes? Because everything is just uh, madness. I put party at Shea Casa Francanova. Yeah, Frankenstein has oh, every move in the city. Right. Yes. Of every race and creed over to his feast to discuss his plans for the city. Uh, Lena <laughs> Olin still has no lines. Uh, nope. But this yep. is the, the scene where her face says the most, where her, like, her face just says, like, I didn't buy into all of this crazy king mm-hmm. member. Yeah, she's what like, ugh, bored. She's probably like, looking to dip yeah. out already. Yeah. So you have we have all the gangs. We have the Susies or yeah. assassins from the East who nice. all look incredible. Mm-hmm. The suits. Yeah, they got like a kabuki makeup and, and yakuza suits, basically. Yes. Mm-hmm. They they're gay as shit. I love it. Uh, Next to them, the suits, and each one of them is like a different industry. There's like yeah, one guy's tobacco. tobacco. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. The suits are like Italian mafia, and they're like you know. No, they, they all look like the the fucking billionaire from Monopoly. They're all Monopoly too. men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. We have the. Uh, Furriers, Furriers. Mm-hmm. Wasn't sure. Like, was it like Fury? They're squandered. Yes. <laughs> and then we have Go. the frat boys, which has Michael Bay and Ricky Rackman. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, and I, I believe I, that. I'm still, I'm going to say it again. I could not fucking find Ricky Rackman. I'm going to. I'm not. I'm not going to go back. I'm fine. No. I'm going to live the rest of my life and not know what Ricky Rackman looks like in this movie. And then, like, somehow, shoehorned in here on, like, the lowest hanging joke is the not-so-goody mob. I mean, I... Which, the rappers. I love goody mob, but... Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> this, was a bit, this was a bad joke. There's, like, four... It's a gang made up of, like, five people. Again, they're like, yeah, it's they're like, like we're Green. not going to sell enough tickets. We need to put something else in here to put butts in seats. And like, uh, it's like CeeLo C- before anyone really knew much about CeeLo. There must have been one, like, he one doesn't even have a song on the them. fucking soundtrack. No, which would have been infinitely <laughs> They better. don't even have a song on the soundtrack. Like, it's, there's no, again, they're kind of just there Utterly to make squandered. a really bad joke about like black people in crime, I guess. I don't Meanwhile, know. not I really. They don't see do anything. Smash no, they really don't. For this fucking movie, they shoot they shoot some bullets and that's about it. Yeah, it, nothing. And then they get hit with the blame thing and yeah. then they run away yelling at each they other. They did one of the better, better lines in the movie where he says, uh, uh, 
we about to perpetrate some evil on these Champion City people. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. But it, yeah, it, they're squandered. Yeah, they are. And um, uh, Frankenstein gets to say the line, can you dig it? Yeah. <laughs> to his gang, you know, because yeah. gangs, I guess. You got, you got gangs, and he's got, you know, the disco tie-in, and Show I get enough. it. It's just contemporary. Yeah. Sure. And then, like, you got to realize, too, like, there's, like, you know, the uh, Fifth of Beethoven that was out at uh-huh. the time. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Put that into it, mm-hmm. and actually they use it for this next scene, I think. But um, well, uh, for well, later Furious on, Furious apologizes to the guys. They take him back, but he kind of basically not apologizes. He gets real angry. He gets really angry, and they're like, and "Hey, William you know, Mace is like, why don't you just come with us?" Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh, he's like, oh, subsiding, oh, quick thinking, dude," as if he was going to like freak out and kill everybody, right, or something. And it's like, okay, well, so he they- couldn't apologize. That was the thing, which is <laughs> very like because conspiracy theory and silly. Yeah, yeah, like you were men don't apologize, you know, kind of bullshit. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah. So we Definitely get a lot of that vibe. Yeah. So the team's been split up. One is going to be the Vanguard, and the other one is going to be Observation. Mm. And all it says in my notes is, "Oh God, the skunk scene." <laughs> so that's another I, could have been left on the cutting room. Floor. I hate this scene. It did that's nothing. Gr- it did nothing for me. It's it's going to be in the episode art. Like, that's fine. Operation it's a good three clawed three eyed eagle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like this scene, it could have been left on because I guess it's because we see what the Vanguard team is doing. Mm-hmm. But with that, I guess to see what Invisible Boy and Spleen are doing, we cut back and they're just watching the mansion from afar binoculars. Yeah. A fucking skunk comes out, sulks out of the, skulks out of the underbrush. Well, wait, humping. first, first mm. uh, what, what, what is it? Spleen says, was that you? And yeah. Invisible Boy's like, no, was that you? And then they, then they get the skunk. And it's like, yeah. this doesn't have to happen. No. It's not even really funny, but it has this really fun image at the end of it that to me felt like like a middle finger at Amblin Entertainment. Uh, yeah, with the big moon. Yeah. With the big moon. Like because, that's yeah, because it's the silhouette of dude like uh, getting humped by he gets humped by the a skunk. Yeah, that's the thing. The, the, the skunk starts humping his leg. Spleen is getting sexually assaulted by a skunk and doesn't know what to do. Invisible boy's like, just go with it, man. Just go with it, man. And <laughs> and you know, unfortunately, the spleen goes with this, and we get like a honestly a nice shot. It the shot is funny. It's pointless. There's a there's a cute the detail sh- yeah. you see here in the silhouette where off of the back of Spleen's costume, he's got um, pine tree air fresheners hanging. Oh shit! Huh. <laughs> well, that's more about his character design and how good that is than yeah. anything to do with oh, this scene. Yeah, it didn't need to be in this scene. Sucks. This scene yeah. is a waste of time. And again, uh, there's other scenes that they could have put in that make more fun. But yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. Somebody, for some reason, they decided to keep this I guess one in. they thought kids would think that was funny, which, you know, it's, maybe uh, I did at the time. The, this is being recorded after Paul Rubens passed. I appreciate it more than mm-hmm. I think I would have before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's just like, ah, more Paul Rubens. Okay, cool. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, he's a great character. Like, any, anything with Extracted him in it. Extracted from this film. It's like one of those, like, five-second movie kind of things. <laughs> Like as a reel on Instagram, like this yeah, would work. Yeah, like, it, uh-huh. like oh, all right, whatever, just go with it. Okay, that's the punchline. Fine, but it yeah, doesn't but have add to be. Any, yeah, it doesn't do anything for the plot. Of the no, movie. it was uh, a waste. Didn't have to be in the movie. Moving on. So the the three claws of the eagle, meanwhile, find their way inside of Casanova's house and somehow oh my stumble God, around this scene. And <sighs> amazing is so good. He knows where the light switch is. He says, "Hey, genius, there's a light switch behind you in the wall." So they turn on the light switch. And they see, uh, you know, amazing again, strapped to that chair under that horrific machine. And this, this is great okay. acting from like 
from some of the like, better scenes of the whole movie. Because again, this is where you think uh, the movie's going to be over in about twenty minutes, and it takes a big turn. It does. <laughs> I'm a, I really I'm like his... say this right now. Oh, go ahead. First time I saw this movie, this scene is what made me love it. <laughs> yes, this is he, what made me go. Nah, this is fine. I again, absolutely it goes recommend dark. this. Shit. Yeah, because <laughs> Greg Kinnear's acting. Greg Kinnear's acting in this, you is you so good. You don't see he's it so good. You don't see it coming because now that you know, after watching it, you could tell like he's almost crying, and <laughs> that's what's frantic. Fuck, and that's what's fucked up about it. Where it's like, oh god, yeah, you don't want to die. He's a shithead. I'm here, but <laughs> well, the way it happens is amazing because <sighs> everyone's talking. They keep interrupting him, and here, like, <laughs> and he thinks they're so happened? far beneath him. Right. Yeah. And, but what happened was Janine Garofalo did the right thing. It's just that he didn't. He, he didn't see. He was right. distracted. So he says to do the thing again. And, and it's, it's all his fault because like so yeah, yeah. they're looking they're looking for a switch on the wall and she's saying there's a toggle and he's like does that mean switch and they find the switch and then she's like switch it throw it once throw it twice and then she asks him how many toggle flips in total are involved and he thinks from he's like seven right <laughs> he's just losing his shit like, he doesn't yeah. know what the fuck to do and what happens is uh, blue raja comes over and just like He's so, well, hold, before, before this, this is again this gag from uh, earlier where uh, Shoveler is holding up these this. like discs. And he's looking at and, and looking through the like holding up to to Captain like, Amazing's face, and he yeah. just says, "I'm just going to come out and ask this. Do you know billionaire Lance Hunt?" And he looks him dead in the eye and says, "Yeah, it's me." <laughs> I love and this, you. I'm fucking with you now. <laughs> I've just always wanted to do that. <laughs> yeah, and like, like it just asshole. It blows yeah. William Macy's mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad they resolved that joke before fucking killing him. But that is the joke that kills him because he's not paying attention to the other two more. Yeah, because he's right. flipping the switches. Because then blue, because they're flipping the switches, they're just utterly confused. He's blue distracted. Raja, they're amateurs. Like yeah, nothing, Raja's and he's end well, he's right? not being patient because you know he doesn't want to fucking die. Mm-hmm. Raja walks. is like, okay, I'll do it. Flips the wrong switch, and Captain Amazing. This last words is uh oh, wrong switch. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> And this, okay, again, CGI, better better than I thought, because this b- orange beam comes down, and it's not a death ray per se. And again, this is like, to, it, well, they explain what it does, but what it looks like, it's kind of like a, uh, if you put Play-Doh in a microwave, it just kind of melts his face from the inside out. Yeah. It looks like he looks looked at the Ark of a Covenant. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they like actually... Way they to had die. to uh, write like a new algorithm for the CGI to accomplish this scene. So this is something huh. that people had never seen in, in cinema before. Oh, it is cool. I'm, yeah. Because like, he's morphed and an eyeball pops out and his skin's like folded. Mm-hmm. He's like all just fucked up. Like it's really fucked yeah. up. It looks like an awful way to die. It, and then he's charred. Yes. Like he's completely just dewaterfied this is and burnt this is what know? confused me about like because later they described this as like a thing a ray that makes <sighs> one's hallucinations real mm-hmm. yeah and i'm like well it just cooked them yeah, and you look like very bad good. trip really yeah. really bad trip then <laughs> yeah it, it, it it's weird but it was Wait, good well, it, well and no, another... it makes me wonder why like when the thing's going off later why it doesn't really affect that much we don't really they're all see like anybody. not really hallucinating, but no. everybody outside of it and everybody within this like range of this thing. I'm well, not sure how the weapon works. We'll get to that. I don't know because we don't really see it used on anybody else except Bowler later, brief for a little bit. And mm-hmm. then uh, we don't when they throw um when uh, at the very end too they they do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. 
it, it, but anyway, so yeah, anyway, it kills. He's fucked up. And he's one, dead. One other aside here for this scene: um, the physical prop that they made of like the, the scorched corpse of Amazing. Mm-hmm. They didn't tell the actors what was going to happen. So when Janine Garofalo goes up to it and like she touches it and the thing like, just like, shatters. <laughs> he's like, take his pulse. He's like clearly dead. He's barbecued from the inside out. And like the thing falls off and shatters. But anyway, like they had no idea that was going to happen. It's one of those kind of alien <laughs> moments where they didn't tell them what's going to happen. They put the actors in front of it and it turned out to be really funny. Yeah. It oh, was man. good. Yeah, her, uh, her little uh, eek is like natural. It's pretty yeah. great. So uh, yeah, they go, uh, oh shit. <laughs> and then Shuller's like, what do you mean we? I'm standing over here. Right. <laughs> you killed him. And it's largely agreed that Raja killed Captain. <laughs> He's gonna uh, carry that weight. <laughs> he was he was a dick and but and he died in a horrible, horrible way. Yeah. So yeah. they get the fuck out of there. Like uh Casanova owns up to the because he was totally surprised that they're fucking dead. Well that's this the thing, yeah. They they hit the lights Ted. and fucking bail and homeboy uh Blue Raja drops a fork. Yeah, he had wanted yeah. to, uh, Casanova had wanted to kill him in front of the gangs and uh you know Michael Bay wanted to make sure they could bring the Brewskis. Right. And they went downstairs. Oh, that's choice acting for Michael Bay right there. <laughs> yes, you can bring the Brewskis, he says back to him. You know, again, I do Jeffrey with, Rush's pause. face says it all that, like, it's I have so to put up with these fucking jerk offs because I'm a crime lord, you know? Yeah. It's I the do... way he settles into the smile at the end of that line that really exactly. sells it. It's fucking great. You know, I think it tells a lot about two directors' careers when you have Cronenberg, who was in Nightbreed, and is probably mm-hmm. one of the best slashers villains in cinema history. Mm-hmm. But then you have Michael Bay, who's <laughs> a frat boyfriend. For about twenty minutes, not even. Not even. He, he might have like thirty-five seconds of screen time. Something like total. that. It's it can't be much. Oh, he okay. Um, he knew Kinka Usher from Commercial Days because he got to start. Makes sense. Too. No, no, it totally makes sense. Like they were buds, and that's why I'm not dogging him in this. You know what I mean? <laughs> he wasn't meant to do much. It would be like if like you made a movie and you wanted me to be some dipshit in the background at some late scene. I'd be like, sure. Yeah, eat you a know, shit like, ton of hot dogs. Yeah, I got this part for this guy at the bar. <laughs> Perfect for you. <laughs> Fuck you, Scott. Um, <laughs> but anyway, no one, no one will get that. Just give it a no. read. Just give it a read. Oh man, just wear no, well, I, I wanted to mention at this point. Okay, first of all, like there are tons of similarities just tonally between this and Super Mario Brothers. Uh-huh. There it, yeah, like, mm-hmm. shitloads at this point. Yeah, um, we've got the whole thing about this, like director, this being their only project. Because um, like Super Mario, those are the guys that made. Max Hedrum. Yeah. You know what the I mean? Re- they did commercial they, stuff too. Yeah. And that the only, turned into, <clears throat> yeah. The yeah. only reason they didn't continue to make movies, however, is because Super Mario fucking sucked. <laughs> uh, yeah. For many reasons and many, there are many reasons why it sucked. It right. certainly disappointed 12 year old, uh, zero. Okay. Yes. It failed. Fine. It failed. And they were not allowed to make another movie. This one broke the director because he had to make a movie and he hated it. Right. <laughs> the process of making a Hollywood movie and just wanted to go back to making commercials. Well, I mean, at the same time, if I had been the guy behind... as well. Yeah, the budget they threw at him, I'm sure he couldn't say no to, but if I was yeah. as successful a director as the Got Milk and Chihuahua Taco Bell guy, I probably would have gone back to commercials too. And they did the Super Bowl spot a couple of years later too, so, mm-hmm. you know. Sure. No, he's fine. Like, yeah. you know, I, I think he'll be all right. Well, I put up with that shit, you know. But there was also... There's something... Um, this, this will be the first um, movie... Of two films this year, where you will hear a didgeridoo. Uh, yeah, every yes. time the bowling balls. Every time the bowling good, ball comes out, you get the whole. And such it's, a like, good, it's such a good effect. I the, really the, later it. this year, you will see another movie that involves 
massively, much more than that. Ah. Didgeridoo's the whole way down. <clears throat> oh, it's a lot of didgeridoo. It's good. Um, so yeah, and then so at, at some point when he kills him, you find out that he, what it is is he he's been fraculated. You see, mm. quote, it's a fraculator, and then and then waits just says a lot of science sounding words. So from what I if, what I gather what I gather is that it changes reality on a subatomic particle level to be the hallucinations of and it's unclear if it's like the person that's being affected or the person who built it because then Frankenstein is claiming that it would make people see his vision of what the city is so maybe it's some kind of like forced hallucination onto the population you can tune it to whatever you want it to tune to has the he not tested this first very yeah, yeah confusing like... part is that the only people who are uh, able to comprehend the equations are all madmen who've been locked in a madhouse mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with Casanova Frankenstein for the last 20 years so yeah. it's Gigo it's garbage in garbage out yeah mm-hmm. yeah He's... so this this beam's not going to work it's advertised yeah, he just learned how to make this from like other people he was locked up with. It's like, and that's the other thing too. I don't think he ever did test it. Maybe he was surprised that that's the other, that was like the wasted potential too. Is we don't really get a sense that he was surprised that it fucking killed Captain Amazing because it's not like Scarecrow, okay, where you're like fucking hallucinating. No, this mm. thing like cooks you. Yeah, it straight up carbonized him. It, it yeah. like warped him and like burnt him simultaneously. Hallucinations yeah. become reality. And I'm wondering, does it make you trip? And then you just go, hey, wow, the worst thing that could happen to me is I'd burn alive and probably warp a little bit. And then, Yeah, it's like the it's the most convoluted way to kill someone where it's like, no, burning them alive isn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> they and need guys, to trip balls first. We need Aesop's, to give them uh, enlightenment first. Aesop's dreaming. Uh, so you, you, might hear him. you might hear him. You might hear him. That's fine. I mean, I guess it could be, you know, congruent to the, the dissolution of the ego when you hit that acid trip in the right spot. But that's mm. like, <laughs> I think you're thinking figurative. about, yeah, damn, no, I think that's way too much brain effort for this film. Well, I mean, <laughs> typically you're not having a beam of acid shot into your head. No. Usually, yeah. Once. <laughs> no, I'm sure that's like in DARPA somewhere. In like exactly, lockers, right? But like, goes is this anti-LSD uh, propaganda? Uh, now I'm having a problem with this. <laughs> Uh, so um, also, yeah, they explain it to uh, to our uh, Tom Waits, and he explains to them what's going on. And then uh, uh, Shoveler has his like uh, St. Christmas Day speech moment. That's really, <laughs> really yes, well done everyone, for the everyone medium. wants to bail. They're like, "Well, shit, Roger just killed the the superhero." Even the Sphinx is like, "They're asking yeah. the Sphinx like, what do we do?'" And the Sphinx is like, "Well, we could just leave." Yeah, sometimes <laughs> yeah. a better move is to run the fuck away. Uh, right. That's when the Sphinx you were like, "Oh, okay, great job, leader." And that's like, had- that's oh, the straightest sorry. he's shot the entire movie. <laughs> That There's gives no us a rizzle, riddle there. <laughs> it does like, give us a little peek as to who he actually like, because we have no idea who this man is. Like that's no, the other thing. We don't know his secret identity. I'd like to think he's just named Greg. You know, right? Like, yeah, it, it, he it, he's an accountant. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Shoveler gets his Captain America speech in of like you know this is because he understands actually the weight of this is like this is going to kill a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And he does it through the metaphor of egg salad and cholesterol. It's beautiful. This it's is delivery. fantastic. Yeah. My wife won't let me touch this because of all the cholesterol. <laughs> so either we get our shit together and fight, or I'm going to eat this sandwich. It's <laughs> basically what it boils down to. It's fantastic. They I were dead anyway. So like, you know. Like, God, I love William H. Mason. He's so good. His delivery is so good. He, this is his moment. Like he's great throughout the entire movie, but he this is like his moment, and he kills it. It's so great because I I'd, I'd be like, don't eat that sandwich. <laughs> no. 
So they realize, because someone mentioned it, the van at the junkyard is ba-ba-da, the Herkimer Herk- Battle Jitney. The Herkimer Battle Jitney. It's so awesome. <sighs> the finest non-lethal personnel carrier ever made. <laughs> it's just like y- you've if you've played Mudrunner or, or Snow Runner and you've gotten like the crazy like soviet truck dlc at some point (laughs) this is what it feels like it's so like american atomic age it goes the other way around and becomes soviet it's crazy i mean it very much is like this art deco like atomic age fallout yeah Yeah. it almost seems like it should automatically scream things about like communists like as it drives yeah heller gets it running in under an hour of course, of course <laughs> from he the, does. From the junkyard. He's Tom Waits. Yeah, exactly. Like, it looks... It, this, I can't emphasize enough for this vehicle. Like, it looks bulletproof. Mm-hmm. Yes. They know no, the way this thing is supposed to look. It looks heavy and hard. Like, yeah. everything about it just looks like, don't hit anything. You, you could fuck up a train with this. Okay. Armored car in Gotham. And it's a, it's a three-axle. Mm-hmm. It's got, like, dualies in the back. Yeah. And... It's... It's like, like not as it's... fast as the Batmobile, but like if the Batmobile hit it, it would hurt. Uh, inside of it looks like a submarine. There's like oscilloscopes. There's pipes. Yeah. There's hatches. And uh... they have these slit windows that'll kind of like have bulletproof like covers on them. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind uh... of like the evolution of the RV from Stripes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, and uh, Heller's uh, equipping it with uh, we, what we learn is a electronuclear nuclear. magnet. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Which raises further questions of what's powering this vehicle. Or what words mean. <laughs> well, there are a lot of words that come out of Waits' mouth in this movie that mean nothing. No, they're the, uh, glorious. It's uh, uh, Invisible Boy says, so this is like a large electromagnet? And he says, uh, electronuclear magnet. It's the next logical step. Listener, I need someone to extract all of his audio <laughs> from that movie for me. It's pretty good. Oh my god, that would make such good mixes, dude. I need it. And actually, oh my god! His last line in the movie kind of sums the whole thing up. We'll get, we'll get to that eventually. But um, here, golden oh. character. Oh yeah, yeah I, 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 I said, this the, yeah. This is the point we re- we realize that uh, Mister Furious is having a confidence crisis because he's actually just being himself and yeah, not being the conversation he has with what he wants uh, him to be. Yeah. Isn't it? Monica says something to him yeah. about it, and yeah, yeah. Just, oh, he, she asked for his real name. Yeah, so what's this name? Name? <laughs> Did I miss that? Did I just phase out? Uh, I think we skipped over it for other stuff, but yeah, she, okay. Oh, okay. when they walked him home and he's, it was, he was talking about joint rejoining his buddies like that. That was the part where she just wants to know his name. And he's like, I'm you can see him thinking it up. Phoenix dark. Yeah. Dirk. It's like he can't even give his, that's the that dark, my real Dirk. name's Dirk steel, but I changed it to Phoenix. And she's like, fuck this. And she yeah, like this is the point where I was yeah. like, God, what, what fucked you up, dude? <laughs> Like, like who hurt you? Yeah, like you can't even give your fucking dark, name. Dark Dirk. Yeah, my dark, name is like Kristen Dirk Steel. Yeah, like it's it, a great moment. And she walks away. She's like done with his shit. Yeah, and yeah. also just like he came, so he comes back to her house. I guess because he figured out where she lived, and then she comes down the stairs, and she's just kind of like chilling, in like a baby doll Chinese dress with pleather pants on. Right, it's just a really odd. Nineteen ninety. Sit around the house in or yeah it was like a costume out of uh, uh were you planning on going out hacker like, i think you're so allowed to we're yeah. not, we're not oh, like you're on married. the way to the dance club i see okay uh, yeah i had a feeling cool. they were gonna they were supposed to go on a date that's or something cool. i don't know that's the vibe i got it's like, it's it's a cool vibe i dig but, it yeah like she just and then she asks him she's like hey we're, hey i'm gonna go do this thing i might not come back you know and she's like okay what's your pretty name? much a suicide mission yeah <laughs> so. like he literally just says it he's like okay what's he your almost name? fumbles it 
And what's his, what's his name? Like Greg or something? Roy. Roy. It was Roy. <laughs> he yells it when she, he waits for her to climb the fucking steps like an asshole. And, and then, then he yells yeah. Roy at her. And, and she like, turns Roy. around and then it's okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Seriously. What but that's where he dude? just loses it. He just loses his Yo, mojo. Existential crisis. She I'm gives no him a kiss and he doesn't Cruise. give a shit anymore. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's like, I don't want to be Captain. I don't want to be furious. I just want to be Roy now. Because yeah. Roy. Roy is loved. What Roy is, is loved. He just <laughs> <laughs> what do I even do? I just Love feels good, turns out. Weird. Yeah, it turns out not being a dick and like affection are really nice. Yeah. You know. Um, it's almost like one kind of feeds into the other and makes the other one possible for it's a healthy a little society. Bit that, it's a little bit of that she can fix him. A little bit. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Mm-hmm. But uh, I like them both. You know, like... They yeah, serve each other, enough. I'm sure. And and again, uh, uh, if I recall, there's a bit more between their relationship that got left on the cutting room floor. Because again, oh, she's, she's a really good actress. She of course. I want, yes! I want the Snyder cut. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Mm-hmm. That would... I wish I had another shorthand. Um, so yeah, the so, Raja... Um, oh, oh, I, driving I on the way there. I got this. Raja... The, we cut to Raja. Because now we're kind of like everyone's saying their goodbyes, basically. Uh, these are great. And These are legit good. Raja, quote-unquote, comes out to his mother as a superhero. <laughs> while restocking forks. She, that's what he, He's like... <laughs> She like catches st- him in the dark, forks. like right. stealing forks from the drawer, like a like a heroin addict. She's you know, fucking gremlin. Pawn them and, or and something. She she only wears a like a nightgown. Yeah. She's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah. And he's like, eventually, he's like, "You know what? Fuck it." And then he just does the accent, and like, she fucking loves it. Like, <laughs> it's like I'm an effete British superhero. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was really good. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. And she's like, "I knew you were special, but not." This special. <laughs> this special. Oh. <laughs> her and wine delivery is, is fantastic. This her, she's really she's sweet. Like, she's like, I got something for you. She takes him to the attic and she's like, I was saving this silver for your wedding day. It belonged to your great grandmother, but that day's going to be a long way off. <laughs> I love it. It's fantastic. <laughs> and again, yeah, that was, well, I mean, she line. just brought it. She brought it. It's yeah, a, yeah, that's, she that's does. a good line. Yeah, it, um, it was good. It was, it was kind of sweet and funny and fucked up all at the same time. Um, so he's getting ready to leave, and she's like, "Do the accent again." Yeah, <laughs> I must be away with me. So yeah, yeah. mom loves it. Mom, yeah, mom loves she's it. She's a fan. It's great. She is. When we cut to the shoveler, he says goodbye to his wife by, but never says like, "Hey, I could die," which he should. Uh, he this. said no, he does say like he does. He says, does he? If I don't go, there may not be a city to come back to. And that's the minute, like, she's like, what? She, she it changes. It. Yeah. yeah. It's incredible. It's a great moment. Because yeah. she's ready to leave him. She's <laughs> like, if you go out, I'm not, we're not going to be here in the morning. We like, ain't going to be here. You. And the dog, they keep, like, zooming in on this dachshund. He's, he's adorable. <laughs> I don't know why. They do, they do it, like, twice, like, after it turns out like there's like a decision point or she yeah, says yeah. something like they cut to the dog for some reason. And it's just like, the dog is just real serious looking. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that worked. I don't know. It's a cute dog. No, he's great. No, he's Again, great. it's the wide angle lenses. It's, just a, it's the whole screen is these faces and they're just emoting. It's really good. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, she's th- that she kind of gets a hint that like, she's like, what is he actually going to be in danger? Uh, everyone yeah, suits. I- oh, also I had like a note where, uh, I love how confused Roy looked when uh, Monica kissed him. Like he's like, mm-hmm. "What? <laughs> like, th- what? 
this works, you know, like, I don't know. It was, yeah. it was, it was weird. <laughs> like he wasn't expecting it. And, and more importantly, kind of going into the incel thing a little bit, he didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> yeah. Like there's, there's a lot there now that wouldn't have been there when I saw this the first time. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? Definitely. Because I, I liked him in it. He wasn't my favorite character. You know what I mean? No. Because that's an annoying person. Same. Same. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like he does a good job of it. Yeah. Which is, you know, why I like the movie and the fact that fucking Greg Kinnear gets merch. <laughs> like, what? Oh, anyway, God. I'm sorry. So everyone <sighs> suits up. We get, and now. Now Furious is just having existential crisis. Oh, he wants they're nothing. All, they're all wearing their new fancy suits. That they oh, yeah. Right. That they a couple hours at least in the swamp so, camp. So much spandex, so much color. Because uh, it only takes two hours to make a full costume. I mean, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we know that. Oh, yeah, of course. We know that, of course. Men who just record in our box shorts every episode or less. Anyway. <laughs> um, hey. hey. You guys don't know what I'm wearing. Or not. So, yeah, their costumes are very Broadway. <laughs> Very uh, actually, it's not, it, no, Broadway's not right. It's more like Vegas. It's very Vegas. Their costumes are very mm-hmm. Vegas. Very. Yeah, we get I the do. hero shot of all of them walking I love across. This scene. I do. Okay, this, the is, smoke. this is a cool one. This but is then a good like one. Stiller turns around and run, but they grab him. <laughs> and him. I really appreciated that. Yeah, I, I like that nice. one. I like that one. So they're going. But then they do this. Wait, now hold on. Right oh, after that, they do this really fucking weird pan, where they like start at the feet in the middle and pan to the right. Mm-hmm. And then they cut, and then they like pan from the straight up top middle to the left, and it's like, but I don't, but why would you? <laughs> what are we go, looking at? What are you showing us? Like it, their shoes, but mm-hmm. their shoes right there, not the guys to the left of them. I, it was not. I don't know. I get it. Sure. Like, I know why it's there, but it didn't happen. Anyway. Uh, so they're in, the, they're in the van. They're in the excuse me, the jitney. <laughs> and they're fucking driving this thing, and they're ready to go. And this is where you get one of the best lines because. Furious is still having an existential crisis, and yeah. they're trying to make Bowler is trying to make him mad. By they're trying something. to piss him off. And yes, they, they give him a good roast, and like Janine and Ben Silla just have this vibe between them. Then it really shows through here. Well, they they set this up earlier where she's like, "Why don't you make me?" And and then like they kind of do this back and forth where it's like, "I'm not going to make you. Why don't you make me?" Like kind mm-hmm. of bratty, shitty kid yeah. stuff. Yeah, like that's their vibe. So fast forward this has happened a couple of times and now like now we have this which yeah. is just she lays brutal. in uh, one of my favorite ones she goes like your, your wit is often a hindrance <laughs> it's <laughs> and, incredible uh, and it all ends up being that. mixed metaphors and like the one earlier that was just the best one when he leaves the group he's like everyone wanted to relieve he says i don't need a compass to show me which way the wind shines <laughs> right <laughs> He, he just all the whole movie long. He comes out with us. That's so good. It's uh, great. So the they're, and they're it, unique. Oh. Like you've yes. never heard these types before. Like they've had some that have you know, I can't think of any off the top of my head. But yeah. there, there have been some like mixed metaphors that are kind of a joke now. Like you say this on purpose because like yeah, we know it's a joke. You know. Yeah. It really just sounds like she's giving like the worst workshopping feedback for like like a script. Like if she's like right. going over her notes, it's so good. It's oh, very yeah. fun. So they. So well, this, is, this is where uh, this is where West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Sphinx fucking like tries to insult him. It's like you dress in the manner of a male prostitute, and everyone's like, "Yeah, <laughs> everyone just, yeah, like, yeah everyone's you like, do." Eh. And even he's like, "Ah." <laughs> so they ram the jitney into uh, Frankenstein's the disc, it, through the gate, through the building. Yeah, that was the plan. <laughs> just, into just the drive disco it in room. there. Uh... 
and everyone just unloads into the like invisible boy pokes his head out like let's, a doofus and in the like, hallway this is not yet the disco room let's let's the disco room and uh, no, let's 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 tip a hat to fucking practical effects for a second yes. when it yeah. hits like they they there's like flames for some reason when it goes through the wall but like it doesn't matter because this thing could pretty much go i'd say maybe about three feet into the surface of the sun like <laughs> it it's could, a hell of a truck yeah like, we even see the uh, speed dial and the mountain the most the fastest it can go is 70 yeah <laughs> this thing has to weigh like thirty thousand pounds like, yeah it weighs like just, a ton yeah like five ten tons like it's just those- congressman safe on the nuclear battlefields of t- yesteryear it's yeah. bigger than a it, i think it's bigger than a tank like it's large it's, it's like big, a large yeah. fucking truck it's that's big to be a battering it's like a big armored bus yeah. basically yeah yeah <clears throat> and they ram this thing and then it's it, it silence invisible boy god bless and pokes his head out to see what's happening and immediately they start shooting oh no no, no no it's, it's uh wasn't it janine garofalo with the no she does the bowling ball later right she does yeah. the bowling ball later yeah okay okay but like th- then all the gangs just start unloading into this thing and it does nothing. Yeah, they're just sitting inside like, oh, I'm worried. Wait, oh, fuck. We're good. We're fine. Yeah, this is great. And then they hit the switch and it turns on the atomic magnet and just takes <laughs> all of the metal in the room to this one point. Yeah. Other guns, <clears throat> chains, belts. There's uh, this great sequence where it takes this guy's belt off. His pants fall down. He goes to bend down to pick them up in a metal statue from behind him decks him in the fucking head on the way yeah. that was a good yeah i laughed that was a good okay. I liked a lot that. happened there that's great yeah i like that one a lot that was a joke that landed yeah oh god so heller's weapons are put to use uh yeah uh, they, they grab very oh yeah 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 shoveler fights uh some disco boys and he mm-hmm. just captain america's it and just punches them and you know Again, for whatever reason, Shoveler actually knows how to fight, kind of. Yeah. And again, this uh, is a really, really uh, well shot fight. Yeah. Scene. It's more, again, yeah. this whole more like a music video than an action movie scene. Yes. And if they had told us that in the previews, it might have been more interesting to see it in the theater. Right. Yes. Uh, absolutely. Just a wide was Keep yeah. them short. Keep <laughs> the trailer ask. short. Okay. Do something that's going to be a hook, and then I'm in. That's all I ask. Don't give the plot away, you fucks. <laughs> So, so uh, Shoveler's fighting the Disco Boys and wins, and Invisible and Spleen fight the Susies, who mm. are obviously the two most qualified to fight assassins with guns, mm. <laughs> because they just go into it and like the Susies are like, this won't work in real life. I imagine it's a fucking magnet, but like they just go to the guns on top of the Jitney and just start shooting them from there because they can't yeah. detach them. Yeah, they just found some that are pointing in a convenient direction and like started pulling the trigger. Yeah. So these mm. two are, bas- are basically, what do we do? We're scared. It's like, no, you're not. And Invisible Boy's trying to tell Spleen you're not scared. He's Wait, like, did, I'm we, not... did we skip the laser eye thing? No, no, no we're getting to it. Just right okay, to okay, it now. We're getting to it. So they're running, trying to avoid gunfire because there's really nothing they can do. Spleen gets shot in the ass. Mm-hmm. And they have to do a weapons check. Yes. <laughs> so they point his ass towards the Susie's, pulls his finger, and they just all fall down. Yeah. I think it's a lethal shot. Yeah, it's, think, yeah, it's his oh, last. Yeah. It's his like last one before later. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, because he he just like Bleh. he's like this will that'll do, and then just fall and then falls unconscious. Yeah, it was a good scene. I again, I these loved fight, it. Yeah, these fight scenes really good, really yeah. entertaining. I really like them. Most have, of them, most of them, yes. One of them, I'm like, mm. uh, yeah, yeah. Bowler kills the fuck out of Eddie Izzard. That's all. It oh. says in my notes about that. And uh, the best line in the movie. Okay, now I'm going back to grad, grad school. 
Like, it's I yeah. That was the deal. Yup. That is yeah. my favorite line in the fucking movie. So such good characterization. Like God it's so it. good. I hope that wasn't in the script. I hope she made it oh. up. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, earlier we we found out that he he claimed, he cops to the murder of her dad. So yeah, mm-hmm. and that right. completes that story arc nicely. And she doesn't throw the ball. She lets it levitate and decide yeah. its route. <clears throat> And then it just like plants his ass in something. It goes like, behind him too, which I liked. It like didn't mm-hmm. go straight at him. It went behind him. Yeah. Like and then when the he house, like people dodged it. Yes. It was a, it's a really cool shot. Like yeah. POV shot. I'm like, how do you fucking Every time the, ball, the ball's yeah. on the screen. Yeah. Yes. Pretty every, much. Yeah. Every time the ball's in the screen. There's a lot of interesting cams. Cool. There's the ball cam for the, mm-hmm. the ball. There's the, the glove cam in the beginning with uh with uh, Shoveler's wife. Right. Yes. In a minute, we're going to get the... <laughs> The the Franken Casanova Frankenstein Coke nail cam. Yes. <laughs> okay, hold on. Okay. That's fantastic. Is just his pinky sharp? Because yeah. all of his yeah. to- all of his nails are like made of this tarnished gold. Mm-hmm. But it's just I think his a lot pinky. of them are painted, but it's I think his pinky is the metal. That's the long one that's sharp. Okay. And it's the one he fights with. His coke oddly. nail. Okay, okay. No, it is yeah, no, this makes killer sense. coke nail. <laughs> so Frankenstein for because okay. He's a file for it, for fuck's sake. It's yes, that was pretty cool. Actually. Sharpening it, yeah. It's pretty great. If Frankenstein has Monica, somehow. Right. Oh, uh, earlier well, we saw the, the two scenes, goons. Yeah. yeah, we didn't mention yeah. it, but they, they traced her back to her house and they got some insurance yeah. by kidnapping her because she's a damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because Bummer. superhero movie, blah, 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 blah. I, I don't like that part, but anyway. This didn't happen. But I mean, yeah. I'm trying to think of like, who else could they have taken hostage? If they had done like Raj's mom, I'd have been pissed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would have been a different movie. Yeah. That would have been weird. And if they take took the shoveler's wife, she would have just killed him. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah, that she, team yeah. didn't come back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That team did not come back. No. There's just two uh, new little garden patches in the backyard yep. that we ain't yeah. going to talk about. God, see, we're just up in this movie, man. <laughs> like, that would have been <laughs> a cool fucking seed. Let us reboot it. She just never tells him. She just, like, Give fucking us a works. budget. Yeah. Keep the fucking yeah, heat, away. The heat, like, mm-hmm. epic of this, of this subject matter. Yep. Oh man. Mm-hmm. She just kills him and just never tells him. Though. It would have to be funny though. Like it. It would have to be absolutely. You can't do that like RoboCop thing where you try to reboot it but take all like the big jokes out of it. The way it is, ap- yeah. it is absolutely possible to have a silly action-filled movie that's still like mature and like for adults in the sense, yes. like in that sense, like it's totally possible. Absolutely, dude. I'm telling you, uh, fucking. I'm sorry to bother you. It's like one of my favorites. Yes. Absolutely. Period. Nails oh, it. Oh, God. Give Boots Riley like all the money in an atomic <laughs> weapon. Like, yeah. Give him whatever he wants. Let him run some shit for a while. I'm God, please. That, that imagination uh, so lot. I love it. Anyway, um, so they, Frankenstein has Monica and he blocks the way to the stick because he's on like a balcony in his home. Yeah, he and tells he everybody bl- to like the plan. Like, you guys fall back to here, you guys come back to here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got Monica up there and he's got the frat boys like on and the just, stairs. Then he just kills him. the frat boys. He turns on like an electric fence basically on the stairs. And oh, it just we, no, wait, we skipped a bit. Did oh, we... the death ray, right. Okay, invisible boy. Okay, yeah, we did skip a bit. Oh. Well, there's there's the invisible boy and then like the shrink ray. Well, like when did because oh I, god uh, yeah i kind of blocked out the shrink way yeah <laughs> that's part of them all falling back and he has this plan where uh, oh, the furriers who are like the scandally clad fur clad gang 60s like go go 60 girls yeah they basically yeah. stole the scene out of awesome powers with like the yeah you know, yeah the android ladies and they did, yeah they're hard to like they don't do anything in no. the movie 
they have guns. So they're but... hard to remember. Yeah. Well, they don't do anything. They have like though. nunchucks and nothing... stuff later. But yeah, they're yeah. just one of the gangs. You know, there's but no again, fighting. They don't so fight. Yeah, they like yeah, show up, brandish, and fucking are defeated. Yeah. Like they don't. They're not. They're just. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah, they're a waste. They're there for one joke, which is like, oh, their clothes are getting tighter and they're scantily clad. Yeah, and... so they hit them with the dry cleaning thing. gun. Yeah, but they're shrinking at the same time. They're not shrinking. Their clothes. No, I didn't see are. them shrinking. It I just looked saw like them shrinking. shrinking. Like mm. I swear to God, I was like, they're shrinking. Then their clothes are shrinking. But it, it was just like the way fucking like no idea. Ben still and you know what's over him on the way out. I'm yeah, like, same same thing. They, they were all leering at the you know the Wonder Woman fight. It's just nah. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it didn't have to be there. Yeah, and this is worse too because I'm, yeah. this is worse too because I'm pretty sure they all die when the fucking ray opens up out of the floor. Yeah. So <laughs> like, and then so we they're get, all like stuck by their clothes, which don't yeah, tear. They yeah. just shrink somehow. I don't understand. That. I don't know. Anyway, anyway poor Joe could have had that some didn't extra, have to happen. Extra yeah, it didn't didn't have to be time. in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and then we get the Invisible Boy. Before that, we had the because invi- when they, they're redir- Frankenstein's redirecting all the gangs, they fall back behind like this death ray thing, which the guy whose pants fell down and got clocked by that statue, he gets disintegrated right. by this yeah. thing to ash. It's like a more direct method than the pink laser in the basement where it's just like, yes. you're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is an actual death ray, not a convoluted death ray. And it's a pretty cool scene. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, it's pretty decent. Yeah, and there's no, yeah, because there's no cool way for effect. them to, yeah, there's no way for them to pass. And then Invisible's like, my time has come. And they're and like, you're well, like, oh shit. Yeah, like, if you <laughs> fuck this up, you're going to die. And like, they're like, okay, don't look at him. And they all they turn around. They killed the hero of the movie. Yes. <laughs> so his life is, it's not clear. Like, it's like, we're not <laughs> yes. sure how this is going to turn Are out. Are they going to get a gag out of him, like, disintegrating? You know, like, they yeah, right. And about. he's such yeah. a sweetie. Like, he's so fucking yeah. cool in the entire movie. Like, for him to die thankfully, like this would be a shame. Yeah, thankfully, that would have, I would have turned it off. Like, everyone right. would have walked out of the theater. You know, yeah, I like, wonder if that might have been one of the, they said a couple of the test endings didn't end well, so they had to reshoot stuff. I wonder if this interesting. is one of them. Because there's you know, a line I think that his power, though, throws in there. His power definitely has, like, that had to be resolved. Yes, yeah. that's a big part of his uh, character plot. But yeah. he actually can turn invisible, but apparently turning invisible also means you are totally, like, not there. So his, all his clothes fall off. Right. Uh, he turns off the switch. It turns off the ray. They all turn turn around to look at him, and he's very much not invisible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. He's very naked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it, does, who is it? Ben Stiller or fucking uh, William H. Macy? They're just like, yeah, yeah, two hands there, bud. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it was William H. William H. Macy. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was yeah. great. I was yeah, like, see, line. We should put on some pants if we want to keep fighting evil today. Yes. Right. <laughs> see, that was a good. That was a good scene. Uh, then it, we actually did it out of order because first we get invisible boy scene, and then yeah, the, right. the f- scene with the furries, furies, yeah. whatever the fuck they're called. Uh, Furriers. They didn't have to be in the movie. <laughs> so we no, had. Or they didn't have to be doing that. Absolutely <laughs> not. They could have been doing literally anything else. Uh, literally. So we then we get to like the electrified stairs with. Uh, Frankenstein and whatnot. Yeah, which is one of the best parts of the movie. He's got his frat boy gang guarding the stairs up, and like we said a minute ago, he flips the switch, and he roasts the ball. He says, "You see, I kill my own men." (laughs) Yeah, doesn't give a fuck. And then real, not impotent rage, but real rage. Finally, surprise. Yeah, Fury actually gets mad in real life for the first time. Oh, and in this moment too, Blue Raja had a couple of knives out, and he's like, "Put your weapons away!" And they all drop their weapons, but he like hides them behind his hands. But you could totally see the one in his right hand. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was clever. It's a, I, I like look, that. His fucking sleight of hand was pretty solid in this. Movie. Yeah, yeah. 
Well it's done. not an easy thing to learn. It was like a, it's like him trying to learn like that's his superpower and he had to learn it mm-hmm. by the end of it. It's like, you know, you could be subtle. Yeah, and, and and likewise, uh, uh, Roy here is, is for the first time, again, actualizing the superpower he's always believed to have. So mm-hmm. it's an, yeah. another moment like that. So Roger, like with more sleight of hand, like manages to make like a ladder out of forks, basically up the wall. Sure. Mm-hmm. And he climbs up and I liked it. You know, it's cool. A yeah. Teamwork, you know, teamwork, and you actually. And you're actually working for them, or rooting for them. And uh, basically what you expect happens happens is when a dipshit tries to fight a man who kills people for fun, um, Frankenstein kicks his ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just mops the floor with him with his crap, his, what was it, coke nail? Yeah, his sh- his metallic he cuts fucking, his, like, forehead, and then he gives him he a bunch him of, up. like... And it's, like, the first time it kind of... punches. Yeah. And... Rush it's like the savage through this whole thing. Like, so good. If you could think, like, how can I make chasing someone with my pinky nail look vicious? Uh, he pulls it off. Stick a stick a gro- GoPro right up on top of your, you know, knuckle. And- <laughs> yeah, we get that. We get the nail. Chase shot. some yeah. motherfucker out of nail like, can. It's it's great. But he really hurts him. Like you get the sense that this is the first time he's ever like really been fucked up. Like this mm-hmm. is like life. This isn't just getting beat up. Like he has a gash on his head. That's a yeah. boss fight, man. Yeah. 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 Like he's like, oh shit. He got stomped <laughs> by a whole gang twice already, but and the this boss is fight. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is worse. And he's like, he gets his ass kicked, but then he gets back up and Frankenstein's like, oh, what are you going to do? Yeah, 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 you're angry. He's like, no, I'm actually angry now. Yeah, and we've yeah. seen this before. And he's like, no, it's really happening. And he has that moment where he just like. <laughs> yeah. He's got the Joker face. Yeah. <laughs> he really does. It's pretty great. Eyes are bloodshot. You know, he's got blood coming down in his face. And if it was, if the lighting was different and it was shot a little differently and he had better makeup. They could have actually made him look pretty scary. Yeah. I think that would have worked a lot better. You know, but he pulls it off. He goes, he, he beats the bloody fuck out of him with some of the dumbest moves in history. So stupid, but he has it's... this one where he like jabs his elbow into him, and then he's like popping his fists, so he's like doing a bunch of mini punches into Jack his Hammer. gut or something. Jack Jack like, that's, <laughs> it's so I'm like that, that wouldn't do anything. But but at the end of it, he like he does pops a... his fist up into his face, and I'm like, I like that though. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it's he does that little dumb. pinky. Pinky dance with him. You gotta be like pinky pinky. He goes pinky with pinky. pinky. Yeah, yeah, no, I like that. I actually thought that was funny because it like judo flips him with his mm-hmm. pinky. And I'm like, oh, well, you know what? That's actually pretty cool. It's probably some Krav Maga shit. Sure. Sure, why not? Because there's no, again, he can't fight. He's just mad. Mm-hmm. Right. So he he does the thing. He actually kills Frankenstein by throwing him into, because at this point, his weapon has opened up to the floor, mm-hmm. through the floor. It's just actually this massive, it, it's the building. This His weapon is the building. Yeah, so yeah. It, uh, it, it shoots a beam into space, space, which bounces yeah. off a satellite, yeah. which hits the city in different spots, and all those spots have like some, like a, Orange like a hallucination floor. bomb or something. But it doesn't. Reality it's like, it, warped and shit. It's a failing of the movie though because it warps like the buildings, but we don't see it what it does to people. So uh, right. again, uh, there was this is one like, of the scenes that they had uh, like a they had to jam a bunch of effects into a small bit of time, and they did a pretty hmm. good job. But then they had to leave all the stuff on the cutting room floor. It's had a lot of time from other stuff, but there was more scenes of the, this beam's effect both on the city and, mm. and models and on on some people. <sighs> Because like we the kinda, buildings are warped and kind of yeah, like put out of perspective it, and stuff, but... it's kind of cool. And the other thing is like when the beam goes up and hits the satellite, it like fucks the satellite up, but it puts a shot back down like 
fucking are you going to use that satellite again because it's <laughs> rotating out of position real okay, fast that, that made me really mad actually now that you mentioned that because we had that fucking skunk scene instead of more beautiful miniatures mm-hmm. <laughs> that really upsets me yeah or that, maybe they filmed that like post because they were just like oh we're gonna put a couple of minutes in here like, i it, guess this doesn't mean anything we'll just stick it in here to hit two hours maybe i don't know but frankenstein fuck is thrown into the machine he's fucking you see that God. great effect again, yeah. It was a good yeah. effect. He did, like gets split really in half for fucking implodes. Uh, if there was a sequel, I'd like to think he just comes back some weird mutant eldritch abomination. That would have been fun. See that happening, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, and he gets a one line Manhattan. Or like, what, what was that movie? The, uh, From Beyond. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, like, yes. Guy's pineal gland and shit. Fuck yeah. Yes. God, I love that movie. Cast anyway. drink spinal fluid to live. You know, movie is fucked up. To love that. Movie. I watched that movie at a very young age. Same. Probably shouldn't have, been, mm-hmm. probably shouldn't have seen that. Same. But not to. We'll do that another day. We'll do that. Uh, another day. It's like how do we mix eldritch horror and abomination from an actual Lovecraft story with BDSM? <laughs> well, this this is great because now like everything's going off. They haven't shut the machine down, yep. and then fucking uh, Ben Stiller now. You know, uh, Roy. It suddenly is just like group hug, <laughs> yeah, which is a tactic from earlier. It's a callback to a joke earlier. It's good, right? Yeah, but it's just funny that that's what they go to, and the plan is immediately that like Janine Garofalo is going to throw her dad into the fucking beam to yeah. destroy it. We're going to get one of the effective team powers, yeah. and oh, you mean the whole- <laughs> But the convo she has convincing him is like, listen, I know like separation anxiety or something is really rough, but if there was a time for us to separate, now this is it. Is it. You know? <laughs> And hey, at least you won't die because you're already dead. Right. Yeah. No, just throw the fucking haunted ball. Great monologue. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's awesome. And again, yeah. this this part, this ending was a reshoot. I don't remember what Interesting. they had described the original ending was. I think Kinka talks about it on the director's cut, but um mm. yeah, this whole part with the way they, they ended it with the bowling ball apparently was a reshoot because the original ending didn't test well with audiences. Mm, huh. Well, hey. Well, I mean, so it, it does. It does the ding dong and they all take the fuck off and run outside, and by now it's dawn. Yeah, the whole thing explodes, I assume just killing all the gang members. Everybody inside oh, yeah. is dead. Everybody in that, that building is gone. With that explosion, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's nothing. Like, yeah. you don't have to worry about tight clothes anymore. You're dead. But then yeah, the bowling ball comes flying out on fire. And it's scorched. Instead of cutting to, like, Ace of Spades. <laughs> or Thunderstruck, even. Oh, no. that would have been so. Um, that would have been better. No, yeah, it's more All Star again. Yeah. Automatic, automatic minus two hundred points. And it's playing like underneath this entire ending because like the ending uh-huh. is good. Like it's actually really fun. Yeah, yeah. It like goes they're... on for a while, and I'm okay with it. But again, it's like, why? Just stop! Don't stop playing that song underneath. Here's right. a weird. Here's the okay. Here's a weird detail. When they're coming out, I noticed for whatever reason. Again, this world is weird. Uh, her microphone under it, like for the Ooh. news agency, it looks like it's Hebrew. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It was well, really there was a point where you know how like they had like little things where like they did the devil horns touch to mm-hmm. me, you know, and then like later at one point they all looked down at the camera with um with Tom Waits. They say something in Yiddish. Yeah. And I don't remember what it was, but it was just yeah, like they, right. they had like now. a little like cheer like throughout the whole thing. Yeah. But it's not that's that wouldn't surprise me because look at the fucking world. Yeah. Like, the entire background of this movie is just every and- one lives everywhere now. Yes. A callback to, to Dr. Heller. He's sitting and watching the oh my, morning news. Oh my and he God. goes, uh, what about that fracculator? That thing work or what? It's like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, my God, oh, oh, and he's got a fucking siren at his seat. Yeah. 
like he's, confetti he's close to him. Shit, but then he's got yeah, but he's got this like fucking crank siren like right there, right there. He doesn't even have to lean forward. For that news, of course. God, guys, you just made me that. think of like okay, so we we just realized in this world like there's so many different languages and cultures in this city. Like you kind of don't know what's where it is or what's going on. Mm-hmm. I think it is a Mega City One situation, eh? but instead of having like Mega City One, Mega City Two, Mega City Three, it's all of the world in this one city. Or, yeah. or it's just like the conspiracy theorist nightmare, a globalist paradise, <laughs> where you could just travel fucking freely and like you make a living. You'll sure. own nothing yeah. and you'll love it. And you uh, will, though. You will. That's you'll be thing. like, oh, God, I don't have to make a car payment or insurance. Jesus, fuck. Oh. <laughs> exactly. Jesus, look at this. Look at this new camera I bought. Look at this fucking prototype lightsaber I built because I, I have time now. <laughs> What the oh, fuck am I that? doing? Yeah, I saw that. So they come out and quote with the mighty sword of teamwork and the hammer of not bickering. <laughs> That's such a great line. So good. Oh, my second favorite one is uh, uh, Sphinx goes, we are number one. All others are number two or lower. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're, nobody... they're like interviewing something. They're, they're like talking to everybody. And Janine Garofalo has like the best line where she's just like seek out independent cinema and like indie bands <laughs> and local yeah, bands. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, and that I know that was an improv line, but the director loved it so much that so he good. just kept it in. He's like, no, you did. Yeah, because they're all the like, because Shoveler, God bless she's him. real the entire movie. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. She's solid as Because at this point, like Shoveler's like, God bless him. He's trying to make a speech about like, this is, goes out for the little guys, like people with jobs you don't really notice. And mm-hmm. like, and she's just like, yeah, listen to indie bands and indie cinema and like. Yeah. It's, I love it's it. A, it's great. It's I like fucking love it. My second favorite line in the movie. Uh, really? Yeah, it's dedicated to the small heroes. <laughs> yeah, right. And, yeah. and they're walking away, and that's why when they get the name, the purporters like these mystery men, and that's how they get their superhero name. Uh, then we get an automatic minus 200 points for, obviously, for using the uh, song All, All Star God. by Smash oh, Mouth. Wait, wait, wait hold on. The Sphinx is like, that's the name. We're like the special squad super or something. Squad. Or something. Yeah. Super like, squad or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones they throw out there. Yeah, yeah. So I don't dislike this movie at all. Uh, <laughs> this Surprisingly, the setting, the characters, like even. We talked about it for three hours. Yeah, it's so much better it's, than I thought it's, it's, it was it's so going much better. to be it's when fun. I saw yeah. it on DVD the first time. And it still holds up. I believe it still holds up. Yeah. I think yeah. a big problem is that it just, we didn't have that mm-hmm. ubiquitous of a, of a comic book cultural phenomena back then that would have made mm-hmm. these kind of put-ups as funny to anybody who wasn't already like into the comic book scene and didn't know about was, that sort of there was there was enough lens. of i mean i don't i mean i don't have to tell you guys this you were more involved in it than i was but there was definitely more of a counterculture thing a lot of indie comics like dark horse you know was a fucking oh, yeah. thing you know sin city came yeah. like oh, came sure. out for sure, you know, for like, every every like you know fucking like preacher or something like that, there was like the stuff that they were writing on the side that was like yeah. really wild. Yeah, and preacher was like you know, God. preacher was wild. <laughs> yeah. Preacher was fucking wild. You had to know somebody who knew preacher like, and that was dark. You know, like that. Even no, that dark. was that wasn't that was that was a uh, DC uh, Valiant or uh, oh yeah, just, uh, it, it was, was uh, Vertigo. Vertigo. Thank yeah, you. you're right. Yeah, you're right. Oh, that's my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Vertigo. You're, you're, oh God, yeah, you're fucking right. Like Vertigo was a thing, uh, Dark yep. Horse. Yep. So it's not like there wasn't in- indie comics and like stuff like that coming out. Again, Sin City had already been out for a while, which fucked a lot of people. Which was con- I remember it was content made the news a few times. I remember as a kid, mm-hmm. like it 
Oh yeah, yeah Valiant was was another one. That's Valiant like starting to yeah. get some traction finally. Mm-hmm. There was like... a lot of good like uh the Max was an excellent comic book the Max. in mid nineties. Well that, that was got, it. Uh, that mm-hmm. got a, a treatment on HBO, I believe that was also pretty decent. That was uh, on MTV. Animation. Was it MTV? Yeah, I don't remember. Well, MT, well, thanks for bringing up MTV. Yeah, you're right. Because I could have. Because that was like it was like yeah. they did a, a Eon Flux and they did yes. and they did uh, that. Well, again, this could. I never been got on to see it. every episode. It was really good, though. Oh God, it's so good. Fuck. Uh, it, it, Eon Flux too. Like the Max and Eon Flux were so fucking good. Uh, That's a one-two punch. Yeah. Go go watch those. Uh, but this could have been on MTV. I definitely feel like this in an alternate universe. This could have been either a series or something. Like I immediately thought of like MTV. Yeah. This, this would have been a series I'd watch too. Yeah, because it was a lot of fun. Like the Tick. Yes. Both times they tried to do it was really a lot of fun. Because it's, you know, it was like really good writing. I think this mm-hmm. needed to cook a little bit. It did. But I'll say this, watching the movie, knowing what a disaster it was behind the scenes, it, it, it's still, there's really only, like, if you look at two hours, there's probably three minutes of it that don't really land. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, most I of it is mm-hmm. pretty you told me good. It was Kinnear and, Kinnear and uh, um, uh, Stiller got into a big fight on screen and yeah, Stiller they, they tried like to get out of his contract. Uh, yeah. Wow, I think there's just so many names attached to this and so many powerful names and so many creative influences that I think mm-hmm. the director really just was kind of like, "What did I?" Bite? He was not prepared. For yeah, that. I mean, well, that's the other thing too. If you have multiple investors, you're you're beholden to them, yep. and they're all giving you advice because, like, I'm giving you the money, so you do what I and say. And again, the investors the didn't story. know what the fuck to do with it, and right. they're probably yeah. telling them a bunch of different directions, and they have different cuts. Oh, and so many, so many films experience. And this that. dude's just like, I did everything that you asked, you fuck somehow. Super Mario Brothers, for example, like again, yeah. that parallel, yeah. like it. There's a lot of movies that got fucked up because of that because like the fucking money men look at what you're doing they're like what the fuck yeah that won't sell oh man i don't oh. know it's it's a good one it's a it's a it fun is. one if you can find a stream someplace it. it's, yeah, it's worth a look it's yep. worth a look for a, like a time capsule of like what was going on in 99 before everything went to shit um, 99 was the 90s were interesting yeah the 90s were real real interesting um yeah. stiller stiller puts out a hell of a performance mm-hmm. everybody does it's i mean everybody that's there showed up for fucking work yeah, um, nobody's phoned it in. It, the smallest role is good, you know, but the design of it, yeah, the, the costumes yeah. are so well like conceived. Like, yeah. there's there's a lot to admire here, you know. Believe it or not, I just and wish it, they'd let the that's dude worth make his own movie. The yeah, light design, like, the art direction, like there's something there's there's something to like every I aspect think, of it. That's I think that's about. worth talking about today too, because with the uh, Hollywood strikes going on right now, and the fact that like they yeah. want to make set design and costume design and makeup and fucking acting a lost art. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is worth reminding you, like, and even look at Super Mario's Brothers or any literally any movie, honestly, for like beautiful set design, beautiful costumes, yeah. like everything about it. They're like it, it, that's whether it fails or not. There's love and art in that. Yeah. Like, it, it takes time. These things take time, you fucking tech bro assholes. And I'm sorry. A practical car chase, a oh pack, practical car wreck yeah. is always better. And yeah, we fuck that always car. can tell you motherfuckers. We <laughs> yes. can always tell. I don't, I'm not the biggest Michael Bay fan, but that motherfucker will wreck a car. He will wreck the fuck out of a car. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Like, ah. Uh, yeah, I, I just but watched, as long as the, bring I watched the, the chase scene the from Ronan recently. Right. I'm just saying. As long as they can bring the brewski. <laughs> yeah. You can uh, even bring it, It's the funny brewski. you mentioned that one because that is exactly, that's like my my bar for car chases is the Ronan car chase. 
Mm-hmm. It's like Ronan French Connection. I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a bullet like acolyte fetishist. Yeah, I, it's <laughs> fine. It's a fine card. It's a lot of bullshit before you get to it. It's it's really really rough. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else. I mean, all of Mad Max Fury Road. Yes, <laughs> for fuck's sake. I, but there's like a few other ones where, like you know, I, I thought that the Bourne movies had some great car chase scenes. Sure, even sure. the oh, yeah, even oh, the Greengrass ones. The Bourne there were some fantastic are... ones. I'm debating whether we should ever cover the Bourne movies just because of like, I just because I like talking about film of how much of like a time capsule those films are for like early 2000s. Every anything, I I'd, I'd maybe do the first one. I do the first. Yeah. I don't think I would do the other four. No, never, absolutely not. <laughs> Uh, the first one definitely is a time capsule for early 2000s filmmaking. Mm. Uh, but anyway, hope you enjoyed this. Uh, yeah. There's a list for that. There's, my brain is going in so many directions now that you brought up Jason Bourne. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know, me too. We're going to have another three hours. I'm sorry. It's, it's I know. <laughs> I was going to be like, let's talk about anything else. Um, I'm going <laughs> to check, no, I'm gonna check, uh, I'm gonna huh? check one thing real quick. Okay. No, that ain't it. Um, before we go. This is riveting. Yeah, no, it's really good. I'm going to check uh, on Agent Eleven's uh, the, the link he sent me and see if it's still fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yup. <laughs> Three hours, six minutes, and 39 seconds into this podcast, it turns they out fixed it. they still haven't fixed it. Fuck it is yeah. Tuesday at 11.30 at night. So this <sighs> has been going on since Friday. This is That's beautiful. <sighs> I'm not linking to it because they might fix it at some point. I don't yeah, want anybody no, to get the wrong idea, but that's that's what's up. Anyway, yes. thanks for listening. Thank you. We are no longer on Twitter. Uh, dude no. is still manning the Neon Dystopia, <laughs> at Neon Dystopia for a yep. little bit. Yep. We have a Patreon. Please check it out. Um, find the we, Discord. Find the Discord. Find the, if you, you know. would like to hang out with us, we're on there. I poke my head in. We all chat and have a good time. Everyone's Unite the nice. Discord. Yeah. It's pretty chill. Lurk. You can lurk. You don't even have to fucking yeah. say anything. Lurk you can up. Just Gives a hang shit. Hang out and just see what how this show was made. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty dumb. It, it's dumb and beautiful, and I would want it no other way. You're all wonderful. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, we're on the Facebooks and the Instagrams. Uh, and, yeah. uh, you know, depending on when you're listening to this, this is what I sound like. Because <laughs> if it's after Friday, I'm playing Armor Core 6. I'm sorry. Beep, beep. All systems are fully functioning. Running low light by EXP. System optimization is less than normal. Server damage detected. Please stop whatever you are doing and make your way to the nearest exit. Technical support is all approved. Please vacate the area. I repeat. Please leave. Are you even listening to me? Block 3 is experiencing critical ignition. That's right. System failure imminent. I hope you are proud of yourself. Initiating the Low Life Podcast.